<laughs> what do you mean you're not going to remember the rest of the day? <laughs> I didn't clearly know what I was getting myself into here. <laughs> well, you see the well, you see the bottles in front of you, and you're like, oh my god. Well, the bottles are okay. It's, then you just throw that growler into it, and it's like, okay, that's where I'll be going over for. <laughs> well, that's, that's the point where I will be like the, no, the point of no return. Well, but the growler's there because it's a test thing. It's oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but if it tests good, then obviously... Well, and what's in the growler is really good, or has been really good in the past. Mm. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's I'm just not a big fan of. Oh, oh, you can say whatever you want to say. All right, I just don't, I'm not, I'm, haven't been the biggest fan of Thirsty Bear. Um, well, that's fair. I just I haven't been amazed by their beers, and I hate going in there having everything <laughs> overpriced, and you can't buy a pitcher of beer to like save some money. Right. Well, um, <laughs> but the problem, the first problem is, is that. Uh, most places in San Francisco don't sell beer by the pitcher, yeah. and that's the that's the overall problem. But most breweries do. You know, it's... Mm, I mean, out of all of the beer, out of all of the the breweries in San Francisco, I don't think I think only one of them does. Who? Pitchers. Uh, pitchers. What about uh, Pizza Orgasmica? Yeah, but that's not a brewery. I guess. Per se. They have their I mean, own brewery, They though, have right? their own brewery, but yeah. it's not... In San Francisco. It's not in San Francisco. No, I was just saying the 21A, Thirsty Bear, hmm. uh, uh, Gordon Biersch, you know, those guys definitely don't have pitchers because that's not their... That's not what, they, what they're catering to. Hmm. And, uh, you know, every, but, you know, having spent enough time at those places, because of the ballpark, everyone comes in and says, yeah, I'll have a pitcher of whatever. Hmm. Because they're trying to, they're trying to make it simple for the server mm. and themselves. I just had their full belly the other day, which was pretty tasty. It's Thirsty full, bear, grain beer. It's, uh, I thought it was pretty nice. And they've got a pro am, the GABF pro am beer on tap right now. Rise on. Mm. We tried that yesterday yeah. at the um, at the uh, Jeremiah O'Brien. Yeah, it was at the Guild. Mm-hmm. I thought it was quite good. Tasty. It's my first beer. Mm. You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beer is made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and, well, how you should drink beer slower. The best part about Beer School is... The the homework. homework. The homework is beer. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, our show today is about uh, a concept that got emailed into us from one of our listeners, and that listener's name is Dexter, no relationship to the serial killer. Um, But anyway, he wrote in saying that he wanted us to talk about uh, slow beer. And so the idea was, is the here, here's the beginning paragraph, and it sounds, I don't know if he wrote this, but let's say that he did. For many years, there's been a spreading slow food movement in the United States dedicated to getting people to pay attention to cooking better tasting food and basically slowing down and smelling the melted Swiss cheese on top of their French onion soup. So the idea of the slow food movement, and I don't know, have you guys participated in any of these events? I went to the slow beer, or the, actually I've already got beer on the brand, the right. slow food festival uh, when it was in San Francisco three years ago. Okay. Yeah. I just have a lot of friends that do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so slow food, it's a, you know, the movement is not about eating food slowly. 
No, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> about appreciating it. Slowly. your food 72 times before swelling. It's not about that at all. It's, it's about a bunch of different things. It's about sustainability. It's about uh, diversification or diversity within. within. And it's about uh, having, I don't know, air quotes, better food. Well, uh, and also an appreciation of where your food comes from. Yeah. How yeah, long sure. it takes to make it, the the work that goes into it. And being a locavore, making sure it's all sourced with them. Yeah. Did as you close say as a possible. Loca- a locavore? Yeah, yeah locavore. Yeah. That's a term <laughs> people are using. Uh, that's kind of a nice term. I like that. I'm a <laughs> yeah. As opposed to being a world of ore. I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. know what the actual counterpoint to that would hmm. be. World of ore. <laughs> I don't know. There's some Italian sausage. It's really good. It has to come from out. Uh, Italy. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say I'm a locavore by all <laughs> means. <laughs> and those bananas have to come from Ecuador. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that means I'm an Ecuadorian? No, 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 an Ecuador. So, okay, that sounds like locavore. So I have vor on the brain now. <laughs> How do you do biravore? <laughs> biravore. Locavirovore. Locavirovore. Well, and, and the thing is, we get a lot of, we get a lot of people who have written in uh, review-wise that have said, all you guys do is talk about local beer. Mm. Like, stop it, talk about stuff from Michigan, talk about stuff from but Michigan Nebraska. Michigan beer is so great. It is. We have a Michigan <laughs> beer on the show today. No. I'm, I'm biased, so. <laughs> but I, I think that's, we, they make a good point. Yeah, They do sure. make a good point, but here's the thing. Those beers are not accessible unless somebody's going to, you know, fly them in for us or yeah. put them in a UPS box and, yeah. and label them uh, as... Uh, yeast samples. No, not yeast samples, because that always gets... Uh, I always say glassware. Yeah, glassware, or the other one that's nice is uh, olive samples. <clears throat> or collectible, olive, collectible, collectible olive, bottles. Yeah, collectible oh. bottles. Which we totally encourage people to uh, mail that stuff <laughs> yeah. in, because we totally will talk about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> evidently, do, didn't Jen, Jen's cousin come out here with a whole bunch of beer for us? Uh, I know Brian went on a fact-fanning mission to Michigan, and he brought back a bunch of stuff. I did. Yeah. That was partially flat. Yeah, <laughs> he brought partially. back a keg. And I've been holding back on the rest of you guys. But that's didn't transport so well. All right. Well, anyway, so the idea is that we get a lot of crap from people because we talk about local beer. But that's the point. We're drinking locally. Which is uh, important. Which is important because if we're not keeping our friends in business by supporting them at their brewery, then they're going to stop making beer, uh, and we're not going to have that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's – and. You know, you go to the you go to wherever you go to your favorite tap house, and you look around. and You're like, "Wow, look at all this stuff!" And and you know, sometimes you you forget. I'm not going to have that because that's I've had that. I'm not going to have that. And then and you go to these things that are rarer or normaler. But then you always have some fallback that you go to when those things aren't there, and then that's your that's your local go to. You know, that's a very interesting idea, though. Like the idea that with more access to better beer in your area, you become more area centric so yeah. i wonder if a place like portland for instance which has you know 57 brew pubs uh doesn't really get that much outside of portland in their area well, whereas a place like the bay area is kind of half and half where it's like half great beer and half great imported beer from other parts in the country yeah so it's it's almost like we have a more cosmopolitan palette <laughs> although i'll tell you uh when I when I say the name Green Flash, mm. what beer do you think of? Imperial IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's and you and you order it as Green Flash and expect 
either the West Coast IPA or the Imperial IPA. Right. Mm. They're just saying the brand name. Just because that's the only one that's made it up here consistently. Stop playing with the pen. I think <laughs> um, uh, the I, one that I thought of was La Freak. Mm. And, oh, yeah. that's, and that's probably just because it's my favorite one mm. of the bunch. Right. I have but, a couple of bottles but, of stout down in my, my basement, actually. Mm. But you, what we only see, you know, like a beer from that brewery. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we almost never see Stone here, although it's you can get it at Dave's and you can get it at... You can get the Bombers everywhere, but... No, but I mean on tap. Like, yeah. You know, if you go yeah, to Dave's on 3rd and Market, there's they have a tap there with Stone IPA. Yeah. Or Stone Stout or, or whatever. Or Arrogant Bastard. Yeah. No, they don't have Bastard there because they're right across from the hotel. Oh. And they don't they they don't have beers that are so strange that the that the local guy stumbling it. across from <laughs> the hotel, and you know the hotel is some four star thing. Uh, <laughs> the, you know they're going to have things that are going to sell, and they're not going to ever have to give them back. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the slow food thing has a TM, and uh, but that's okay. I think that there's. Uh, it's kind of surprising. They have 16,000 notable members. Hmm. I would have thought it would be more. I wonder what I, it takes to be a member. You have uh, to prove or a your notable slow foodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to prove your... It's like, uh, have you guys seen Scott Pilgrim versus the uh-huh. world where it's like you get the vegan powers? You know, it's if you're a vegan, you get these superpowers. Well, I don't know about what. <laughs> Maybe there's a slow food test. Your uh. ability to detect if there's bunny in your in your sandwich. I guess. <laughs> Speaking of bunny in your sandwich, so I'm at the the grocery store and I'm walking around, you know, getting some stuff for sandwiches and things. And I get to the meat section and and it says, it says gluten free hmm. on all of these on all these uh, prepackaged meats. Hmm. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, bacon is gluten free. <laughs> Like turkey is gluten free, right? Ham, you know, all the all the, all the animals. We keep naming yeah, animals, yeah, yeah. right? No gluten in that, unless it ate it. But <laughs> I wonder if the meat department is just like all of a sudden people just were freaking out about gluten, so we decided to put it on everything. Yeah, sure. Or maybe somebody was just making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hope it's a joke. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that better. I think I think that there's there's merit to the idea of having a you know somebody going in with a sticker and putting gluten free on a frozen batch of chicken. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me wonder to a certain extent how much that can be a part of advertising too, and marketing. Yeah. yeah. You know, when it comes to things of that nature, I mean, the slow food is a is a bit about marketing as well, in terms of all the the products that you can consume and who, you know, people clamor to say that they're they're of slow food you know, quality and of importance too, which I don't know. It makes me wonder like what it, it becomes so big and becomes so um, perceived as important that people sort of like automatically think that it, you know we should be doing it too, and you know, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, at what point does it become just shields up? Okay, I'm not, you know, la, la, la. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you hear these words and, and you think, well, maybe I don't want to participate in that because that sounds like a bunch of airy-fairy whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess what I was saying is it's a business. You know, it's a, yeah. big, it's a big business, too. Well, it, I, right. There's altruistic things that are part of it, but it's also a business. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is ultimately a business. And, you know, what you do with your oh, 16,000 membership fees you know, with a hundred thousand members with chapters in thirty two hundred and thirty two companies companies. Countries. Excuse me. Wow, there's a there's a truism if that <laughs> was spoken. Um with uh eight hundred chapters, thirty three hundred and sixty of them in Italy, 
That's a lot. Um, anyway, you've you've got you got to do something with your dues, right? So you should buy, uh, I don't know, sustainable projects, diversification projects, and all that. Customer all right. education. Customer education. I think that's the the key of this. Customer education. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Well, speaking of customer education, everyone's like, "Okay, guys, you are into this at this point." 12 minutes and you haven't opened a beer i keep yeah. wondering the same thing. i'm like, okay, I'm like dying of thirst right now uh you know a friend of mine actually tried to take a butchering course up in marin like how to oh, butcher yeah. an animal they, uh, they it have was those... booked up for six months yeah like wow. it's just flooded with people people wanting to get back to i don't know some semblance of hey we produce stuff instead of just consume stuff right you know? well there is there is uh, a lot to them i mean like uh, four five oh five down here on the ferry at the ferry building has, mm. a, mm-hmm. has a butchering class for cows, pigs, chickens, and something else, I guess. And uh, goats. Goats. <laughs> I slaughtered a ram at my wedding. I got married. In, I got married in West Africa, and we had a Muslim wedding because I was I was in the Peace Corps. And uh, man, it was crazy. Like they. Uh, you know, cut the throat, everything. And the, the weirdest thing was they took a stick, cut a cut a sliver into the leg, shoved the stick up underneath the skin, and blew into it until it blew up like a balloon, and it like peeled the skin off of it perfectly. Wow! Just, so it just like blew up like a big ram balloon. <laughs> I have it on video. Wow. I'll, I'll so, you know, that, that whole... so can you can teach a class now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think you blow into it here like. <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty sure that's the butt. <laughs> yeah. uh, things that you learn from cartoons. <laughs> you know, where Daffy would go... <laughs> <laughs> blowing on his thumb. So uh, so let's open... Speaking of Michigan, let's open that one. All right. Okay. We've got uh, Bell's Kalamazoo Stout. Stout brewed with Brewer's Licorice. Here's where we tell you about this full-bodied Stout's delicious roast flavor. But really, you're or- <laughs> you've already got the bottle in your hand, so why not find out yourself? Oh, there you go. All right, damn good marketing. <laughs> Just so s- slow beer, slow beer. What- so, so the concept of slow beer is that there's a lot of different beer that we get in a bottle, Thank we you, pour it out into the, the glass. And we just drink it without thought of what's in the glass, per se. Um, you know, the, the beer, when it comes out of the bottle, may be really, 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 really cold. Which... And that's not helping the beer. No, but I mean... John, I thought it was better when it was colder. Oh. <laughs> I have to... Oh. I, thought, I thought it would just be more refreshing. Oh, but it is. <laughs> I have to admit, I... I I do like a crisp IPA or like, uh, for instance, Lost Coast, uh, tangerine wheat, nice yeah. and chilled, or a cider, like really good, you know, but warm beer. There's a, time, still and kinda, there's a time and a place. I'm still kind of <laughs> warming up to it, knock, knock. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the problem, and, I'll, and I'm going to use this as the, the best generalization that I can, is that Guinness Stouts is served at Irish pubs all around the country, all mm. around the world. Yet the keg of that stout is st- stored in the exact place that the lagers and the and the pilsners are, which is about, we're going to call it 42 degrees. Mm. So when that beer comes out of the tap, 
at 42 degrees, it's about 12 degrees colder than it should be to actually be uh, a proper Guinness. Do you think that's why everyone whines about how Guinness is better in Ireland? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I taste Guinness here, and it I, it tastes like tap water to me. Well, that's because it's, <laughs> because it's too cold. Yeah. The, the the you know when in when a beer is cold like that, your your uh, your tongue is frozen when you taste it. Um, you your senses are dulled by the cold, and you know there all those those uh, specific subtle flavors that you'd find in Guinness mm. are not there. And so if you go to another country where the the Guinness is actually has its own refrigeration uh, side, mm. then you say then you can say, oh wow, this this is loaded with wonderful flavor. And all it takes, you can have the same experience here. All you have to do is let it warm up. Mm. Well, Guinness to me has always been a real subtle beer too. Yeah. Though. It's not something that it's super super rich. My uh, it's my... more softer, and that's where the delicate flavors come out in the warmer temperature. Yeah. My Guinness uh, epiphany was I was watching Flogging Molly in concert, and they're up there pounding Guinness, right? And yeah. I'm like, why are they pounding Guinness? There's, you know, there's Old Rasputin, which is so tasty. And how come they're not pounding that? Oh, because if they pounded Rasputin within 20 minutes into their set, they'd be puking yes. everywhere or fall off the stage drunk, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Guinness is what? Somewhere is below, is it below That's five? around 4%. That's yeah, about 4.2. 4, 4, 4, 4, 2. The session. Yeah, and it's very sessionable. Which is which is why um, for the longest time it was one of my favorite beers in that I could go have a whole bunch of them in the evening, and then just be okay. Yeah, you're hydrated. Yeah, feeling really good, and everybody else is like, man, I, I went to a, uh, a I think it was like a raid beer meetup, like a bottle share at Beer Revolution, and everyone like they were trying to like come like impress everyone else i guess because oh, everything was like 10 percent or higher <laughs> yeah like oh this one's 12 percent. this one's 14 percent. and so we're like tasting all this these beers <laughs> and it was just like oh my god like i just i just want like a like give me a trumer like give me give me like a, a break i just need like something refreshing and it was just out of hand palate refresher yeah. mm-hmm. well that's a that's a good thing you know especially with these with these beers that are uh 10 i'm thinking this is around nine or ten the way that it's, they don't put the percentage on their bottles. Well, that's what rate beer is for. Or yeah, no, it always bums me out every time I go back to Michigan. I'm like, what? You know, I'm so much more attuned to like, what's the ABV? What's the yeah, IBUs? Right. And like, nothing. I asked, I asked Rogue <laughs> about that, and they were like, because it, it allows us to get into more places. Like, because oh, you, really? Yeah, because like then they don't have to say, well, this one's eight percent. They can just be like, this is our beer. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And for the longest time, um, marketing with. Uh, Probably still is, but marketing the ABV is not allowed. Oh, mm. uh, okay. <clears throat> you can't say you can't say. Uh, Come uh, drink our twenty three percent. Yeah, because yeah. people will line up for it to, because they want the effect of that to get yeah. wasted. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys had the new Guinness yet? The Guinness Black Foreign Stout is that what was the? No, they're coming out with a new Guinness Black, and it's for America. Oh, it's a it's a dark lager. They, yeah, they were they That's were right. yeah, they were that, talking about it on NPR. They're like, yeah. it's... Americans apparently love all this like light lager, and you know Guinness only has two percent of the market in the United States. So uh, we're going to try this different beer and hopefully appeal to people who love I don't know bland. They're going to have to have Guinness <laughs> clear in order for them to get any. No, no, not Guinness like Pepsi clear. Oh god, <laughs> is that one over? So yeah, well. SNL the, the Crystal Gravy. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> <Where they're> like <laughs> pouring the clear goo on top of the mashed potatoes. Oh man, <laughs> marketing gimmick. I'll, you know what? I bet you it tasted really good. Crystal gravy. Yeah, yeah, I bet it did too. I mean, they, <laughs> no, they wouldn't advertise it if they didn't pass some test markets. No, it was a fake commercial for us. Doesn't SM. matter. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, what was it? Uh, Schmidt's gay. Like, <laughs> they're house sitting and they open it up and all these guys in thongs come out and they're like, this is the best <laughs> summer ever. <laughs> Back when SNL was still funny. <laughs> has it ever been funny? That's the question. Everyone goes, oh, when moments. it was funny. It has its like, moments, yeah. yeah. I think, well, not to get way off topic, but I think it was funny when I was at a certain age when I just thought that kind of stuff was funny. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, but I it's mean, definitely lost its edge. I, well, I think the, the the pure satire is when they're just not as taking risk as much. As they're they're more line reading now. Like back in the day, they used to just wing every fucking. Yeah. Oop. yeah. <laughs> every uh... land shark. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, I'm I'm just a dolphin. <laughs> oh, well, in that case, no. Uh, have you get but like when I tried Guinness 250 for instance it was yeah. their 250th anniversary beer I t- it was I, it had to have been a black lager I think but it was like this is what Guinness should taste like that's what I perceived oh, it to right. be well that might have been that beer it was so flavorful it was yeah. just it was just you know there this is delicious yeah, yeah this is delicious this is actually a couple years old mm. Mm. really yeah <laughs> Of course, there's no dating on it. No, there's no dating. <laughs> no, well, I, actually, I can I can date that by the show. Um, it would have showed up here in the second year we did the show. We've been on for four years, so yeah, it's three years old. Wow, and it still tastes totally yeah together. Oh, <laughs> uh, the serial number is four digits long. Well, we and, there's a, and there's a space for about twenty four. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could call them up and go. So. Um, I have a serial number of a beer, uh, and I was like, whoa, that's old. <laughs> we don't have records. That burned some, bre- one. some breweries are doing that, though. It's online where you can tap in. Uh, yeah, really? Go and figure yeah. It, yeah. Ooh. Um, Anchor has a decoder. Uh, Lagunitas has a decoder. Do you and, imagine um, like, a, like, like if you buy a cereal box like with, with barley, like barley cereal or something like that, came with like a de- decoder ring for like... You know, anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> and some breweries. And then I found twenty dollars. <laughs> some breweries are going so going so far as to give you the barrel number, so you know what barrel that blend or that mm. beer came out of. So that who are you, Jesse? To get Friedman? a sense out of a yeah, character. Jesse Friedman. <laughs> is that <laughs> yes? This is bottle from I, batch from uh, barrel seven. Mm. We were. Uh, I was Charlie with, Pumpkin. I was with some fun. friends at the Treasure Island Distillery, and they're in the old naval prison. And they they are actually in the prison with the bulletproof glass and everything, with the little sl- you know the doors that you can't bust through with a bulldozer, and uh, they actually put their uh, their barrels into these holding cells oh. that are numbered one to five, and one was like a suicide watch, so the wall is actually like glass, so you could watch the guy, but the other ones were all like solitary confinement. But I was like, man, that'd be cool if you guys like when you bottled if you had like. You know, oh, this one was, uh, you suicide know, watch. cell number three. Oh, yeah, suicide watch, like room <laughs> aged. Actually, I think that's a great name for a beer. <laughs> suicide, suicide watch. watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, and everyone thinks that it's somebody watching them, but it's actually mm. a watch with a countdown timer. Mm. Get it? Suicide watch. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be here all week. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Where does that come from? <laughs> I don't know. This beer is delicious. Um, mm. The the licorice is coming through quite well. Mm. 
and the thing about like beers warming up too is that it's usually when you're down to the last third. Oh yeah, and it's usually warm. And all I can think about is that statistic that they told me in high school, which I I hope was made up, where it's like the last ten percent of all soda is like backwash. What? <laughs> Were you spitting out the beer? I, I know. It's like how? <laughs> well, where does the idea of backwash come from? I mean, that's just. I mean, when you take a drink of something, I mean, are you are you just well? Are you just so bad at drinking? That I think some of it leaks back sl- out. You're a sloppy drinker. I think it's people <laughs> like, for instance, my wife. She uh, when she goes to sip stuff, she sticks her tongue out first, so she goes like, mm. it's like she's so afraid of back. like chipping the glass on her teeth, so she like sticks her tongue out to like block the glass. That, but and that when I see her drinking, I'm like, God, like I can't imagine like how much crap is actually so awkward. I'm like, how does that work? Yeah. Oh, so you're like, 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 you like, you like, you're 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 like, you no backwash that's why like usually when i get water bottles from someone and they're like oh just take a sip i like pour it into my mouth from above of course you know, without even touching it because i don't know if they're like a freak about backwash or something but you know as, as much as i try i think like when you put it up to your mouth like a little bit does come out I don't know. yeah so this could have actually stood uh sat out for about half an hour yeah i think before having it it's just uh you know, it's it's not super cold, but it's uh it's kind of cold, and as it's as it warms up, I'm sure it's gonna be. Yeah, do you think it it's style specific? Because I can't imagine having a pills warm up and be like, oh, this is way better. Well, I'll tell you. Okay, so here's where here's where this idea of you know slowing letting beer get warm gets broken. Mm. So uh uh, the first example I'll give you is uh, Kolsch. Mm. So if you've had Kolsch, and if you go out to Social Kitchen is a good example of this, Kolsch is served in a tiny little maybe 7.5-ounce glass. Maybe it's 5.5 ounces. Like Magnolia whatever. does the same Magnolia thing. It's a smaller, same. sort of narrow, tall yeah. glass. And that glass is called a shtengi, yeah. according to shtengi. shtengi, which is actually kind of cool to say. Magnolia's is more traditional, I think. Yeah, and they don't cost that much. They're like $3 for these. And mm-hmm. But the idea is, is that by the time you finished that beer, it's still cold mm. and so then they give you another one which is the same temperature as the one you just finished mm. that's what i always worried about when i when i order boots at Russian, at german places it's like by the time you get down to that last half liter yeah, it's pretty warm yeah it's pretty warm <laughs> and to answer your question basically all the beers we have on the table right now are dark yeah. barrel beer <laughs> so i think yeah. our selection How pretty much that answers happen? that question yeah. uh, the only thing that's not well this is a barrel beer Oh, it is. Mm. Okay. This is a the the cherry stave from from Thirsty Bear. Okay, is in a barrel, and there's more of it in a barrel that's uh, being saved until SF Beer Week. Oh, nice. but it should be mind blowing. Mm. Awesome. Oh, I like this beer a lot. So do I. Mine's all gone. It's been a while since <laughs> I've had the uh, the Kezu Stout. Whenever I'm back in Michigan, I tend to drink a lot of the lighter fare mm. from them. Oh, so, yeah. do locals call Kalamazoo Kezu? Yeah. So if you that's if one if of you the went to, if you went to Kalamazoo. Like the, the the university or the college? Would you say I went to Kazu? I'm not. I mean, that's a nickname, but I, I don't know. Not being from Kalamazoo, I don't mm. know. If, I'm sure there's some people that are annoyed by it. They're I should have worn my Kalamazoo shirt today. 
You should have. My cousin, went, the, my cousin uh, went there and the gave rainbow me puking cloud. I'm pretty, hey, pretty <laughs> fond of that shirt. It's where, ra- it's where rainbows come from. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't it's look a, like beer, by the way. It it's looks a, like wine. It's a cloud. <laughs> it has arms. It's holding two bottles. No, Belgian. Belgian. <laughs> One of the bottles is being poured into its head. <laughs> you know, like like the top. You know, like a cloud. Otherwise, and then the other bottle is obviously empty. And then there's X's for eyes, and there's a rainbow that's coming out of the air quotes mouth. Basically, the cloud is drunk and puking a rainbow. <laughs> yeah, be, beware of the uh, the bottom of the rainbow. This is a Woot buy right there. Oh yeah, Woot. <laughs> Woot t-shirts. <laughs> Woot.com. Yeah. All right. Well, what's, what are we opening next? Uh. Well, the, is, do you the, think the Brothers Reserve is warmed up? It's uh, it's been out of the fridge for about three hours. Mine's <laughs> been mine's been in my hand for about four hours. Well, let's open something that's already warm. Well, the, McKellar would be warm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we got the uh, McKellar Rausch Geek Breakfast. It's smoked oatmeal stout brewed with coffee. And there so are. So how is this different from Weasel Beer? Uh, this one, well, it's different in the fact that they use coffee not coming from weasel butt, you know? <laughs> so, no. if, you, if you don't know what the weasel coffee is, it's basically there's this weasel that they feed coffee beans to, like raw coffee beans with Actually, a shell it and eats everything. Them on, it eats them on its own. And this is, uh, Well, I mean, but they, they but like they the don't people feed, that... They don't feed the, the weasel coffee. Oh, no, they do. No, no, it goes and eats the it, No, na- naturally. And it's oh, oh, naturally, yeah, 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 it does. But they this have is like, Southeast Asia, by the way. But, but they, have like, they have like pens where they have these weasels and they feed them the coffee beans. So there is an industry. There is an industry. Okay, oh, yeah. That oh, I was it's the most expensive coffee you can buy. That I'm aware of. It's like of. Yeah, 60 yeah. bucks a pound or something like that. That's but, not very expensive coffee. Uh, well, then maybe I've... Maybe yeah, it's, no, it's higher. It's like over near 100. Maybe that's an ounce. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, they that's, they have that's these pretty expensive coffee, John. <laughs> what you're drinking? They have these uh, they have these pens <laughs> where they have these weasels. They feed them the coffee beans, and uh, their digestive system only digests the shell, and it also changes the quality of the coffee bean to make it a little bit more smoother. And people love it, right. and that's why they do the coffee. But it comes out of the weasel's butt, and uh, <laughs> they have to wash it and then make coffee out of it. So McKellar made these beer, like the Weasel Geek Breakfast, and it was made with the Weasel Coffee, but coffee. Weasel. Weasel Coffee. <laughs> weasel Coffee. This one is not that. This is... <laughs> so are we... This is standard coffee. Drinking Weasel terms. And it's uh, it's smoked oatmeal stout brewed coffee. All so. right. So it's possibly the same recipe as Weasel Coffee. Possibly. Um, just without the smoking. Without the with without, regular coffee, yeah, with, and with smoking of the uh, the oats, I guess. Okay. Should we rinse these out, or uh, I'm gonna dump it in my mouth? <laughs> yeah. You gonna hashtag that too? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> don't even get me. Sorry, started. Sorry, I knew that. That's why I said it would get you started. Don't even get me started. <laughs> That'll be like both the beer schools where we talk about something that I don't want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Two beer schools I've done, and that topic always comes up. Wow, look at how beautiful that is. That is. Even the bubbles look like they're going to suck up all the light in the room. That's pretty dark. Look at all uh, the weasel dark poop froth. coming out. Yeah, what's all that poop coming out? I don't, look at the bubbles are sinking. I know. I see sediment. Wow, that's a lot of sediment. <laughs> see, it looks like there's... 
coffee Dude, beans. That's got to be chunks of something. Wait, not an aroma I expected. Here, at all. let me. Let you me want some it. chunks? Sure. A little yeast is uh, good, or whatever else. Yeah, there are chunks of something. Nutrients. They're nutrients. nutrients. Vitamins. Tasty goodness. You have the bottles clean. Well, that's because you've been shaking it up since, <laughs> since the restaurant. Hey, Bart is a nice, calm I ride. The smoke would be a lot stronger on this for some reason. I want to say, <clears throat> really, I get Bart. a lot of smoke off the aroma. Wow. No, I just thought it would be more intense. Whoa, that's that smells <laughs> like mesquite. Like, yeah, this is a barbecue in my glass. It's like uh, it's like all those scotches that my friends like that are smoky, like peaty. You know? Yeah, I don't think this could be any more open in terms of <laughs> the yeah, aroma. I don't and... think it chilled the glass at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's pretty much room temperature. I can't imagine it being served any other way. You mean cold? I don't. I think cold would ruin it. It would be a disservice to it. Yeah, you certainly wouldn't pick up on some of the. But when it's warmer, don't you find that it's it takes a lot longer? And not that I might want to drink it really fast, but like, it becomes more of a mouthful. Like you're definitely milking it a little bit longer. So the the chilled temperature almost makes it more quaffable. You know. If you want, so you can just if you want to it. use fancy words like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> when I did sports for a while, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, warm water's better for you. And it's like. Have you ever had warm water? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like car warm? Like your car is 100 degrees yeah, in a like, bottle Because I guess your body uses a ton of energy to convert that chilled oh, water. I, have, I actually have so it's So it's like you should, if you're in athletic competition, everything should be warm because it gets into your body quicker and uses less energy. So I'm burning even less calories now. But, but like when you're, when, you're, when you're working out and it's really sunny and you're like pounding like Body temperature, warm water. You're like, blah. <laughs> yeah, but if you, but if it's really hot and you're pounding cold water, you get that. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know the key to that? That's holding my hands up to my forehead, <laughs> screaming because like ice cream brain, headache. Yeah. yeah, brain freeze. You uh, you uh, stick your tongue on the roof of your mouth. I, this is why I, I subscribe to Mental Floss. It's uh, it's because the the pout the, like the roof of your mouth is like directly connected to your brain or something like that, mm. and so when it gets chilled, it sends signals up to your brain that causes pain. And so if you stick your tongue on the roof of your mouth when you're having one of those, yeah. it warms up the roof of your mouth. And anyway, I did not know that. Well, that in the show notes. <laughs> next time that's you get my brain, uh, that's my next brain, time you get brain freeze. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> feels better now, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Now my f- finger feels weird, but Ooh, that is smoky. See, I, I, I'm trying to remember some of the other smokier beers I've had. Oh my god, I've totally forgotten to check in on both of these beers on Untapped. Uh oh. Now all my friends will think I'm not cool. Nope, not at all. Huh? You just lost a badge. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're checking in from my pub. <laughs> Are you listed? <laughs> I'm not, but it should be. On Untapped, I uh, the it's... the clearest place to my town is uh, Chabot Space and Science Center, <laughs> and so I'm a regular at Chabot Space and Science Center. <laughs> I got the regular badge. Even and you're though they... always drinking beer there. I'm always drinking beer, <laughs> at, like at late night times too. I'm, I'm really waiting for someone to like email me and be like, dude. I drove all the way out there at midnight, and there's no bar. They don't have a beer. All right, so I have to, um, I've been sort of opposed to Untapped, yeah. uh, and I'll tell why in a second. But we need to be a place on there. 
Well, it's actually, I think it uses Foursquare. Foursquare. <sighs> yeah. I even load those. I don't do Foursquare, <laughs> yeah. four so it's like, I'm not about to put my own house on Foursquare. So here's the, here's the, um, plus I don't have an address. Here's the problem with, un- <laughs> here's the problem with Untapped. And I actually worked on a project very similar to this. Okay, exactly the same. When, um, you know, before this thing came out. And my thing was I wanted people to be able to keep track of the beer that they were drinking. You know, so that because you don't remember sometimes that you had that whatever from the barrel because, mm-hmm. or you want to remember it. Like, when did I have that? Oh, notes, how you rated it, yeah. where you had it, what yeah, you had. that kind of stuff. Does yeah. Untapped allow you to download all that list into an Excel doc or I something? Don't know. They no, should. I yeah. don't think so. They should, yeah. No, yeah. They, and well, that's one my, my one complaint, but I'll let you complain first. Well, so, <laughs> so, here's, so here's the problem that I had. I'm like, okay, so this is a social network for drinking. Mm. Oh, right. Okay, so the busybody HR person is looking for a reason to not give me a raise. They go through the they go through the thing. Oh, yeah, go, we, we had this conversation. We did have this conversation. Yeah. And so the busybody HR person goes oh. through it and goes, oh, my gosh, this guy drinks all the time. Well, we're going to say that that's unbecoming to a, as an employee, and we're not going to give it a reason. We're just not going to give him the raise. Yeah. You know, unprovable, but that's what happens. The other thing that happens is, let's say that an insurance guy is looking to see if I was, in fact, the guy that slid into the family of four. When in fact the other guy was the the guy who did it. Well, they're going to go through that. They go, oh my gosh, you had five beers before you went home. So oh. therefore, that's pretty that's pretty circumstantial evidence that you were the guy who's at fault. Mm-hmm. And so it just killed me that I was going to be the guy whose records were going to be subpoenaed to make sure self incriminating evidence. You know, self incriminating evidence. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, it's like location on your smartphone. It's like, oh, I saw where that guy went. Yeah. Like, that's where he went. And so I'm like, how do I how I could I could stop this with the terms of service? I could say you can't search for you can't be somebody's friend until you've checked in to ten different things over a period of time that we deem acceptable. Otherwise you can't find that guy. And all the records are gonna be uh, behind a wall. And then what's the point in having it if they're all behind the wall? Could you also argue though, because I've seen people untapped like uh, there was this one guy who just he would check into one beer every fifteen minutes for you know months straight he couldn't have been drinking all those beers it's probably a robot that and so that. you could <laughs> beer geek <laughs> robot we gotta we gotta protect Kiss my shiny metal ass <laughs> we gotta protect sarah connor yeah um and i have to think that you'd be able to at least fight in court like look this is like this isn't actual like there's no this is like a self-imposed record and sure yeah you know. i don't know i did the, the i'm not a, i'm not of a legal mind I mean, mm. yeah, I've taught law at an art school, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but I'm not a lawyer. And then the other thing is, is that I, I don't, you know, these guys are going to use every single dirty trick possible to deny somebody, oh, sure. you know, to yeah. deny a payout or to yeah. deny a benefit to somebody. Yeah. And so any little thing is fair game. And so I just said, you know, I'm not going to be party to to ruining somebody's life uh, because because a list was made because it was fun. Mm. Yeah. I don't to be honest with you, I don't I've got enough social media crap in my life at this point and when I did untapped I was definitely more interested in in the logging part. Yeah. Keeping track of my beer, the whole social aspect of it, you know, and and commenting on what other people are drinking, it I just doesn't do it for me. So for me it seems like I could use something different, but it's kind of the one that I just use because it's out there. It's easy to use. Yeah. And 
It's crowdsourced too. People entering excuse. beers in. Like I just, I was at Twenty One A and I just entered Harvest Moon into Untapped. You know, I was like, why doesn't anyone? Yeah, no. Said it. Yeah, well, you're you're giving them more data that, mm. that and that the data that they're accumulating is going to be pretty valuable. Oh, data. well, it is valuable. I mean, I would love to sit on the other side of that database and yeah. you know just do mine it and mine it for a day. I yeah. think I would be, I think it would be shocking to learn what people are actually you know, drinking and when they're drinking it and and you know when you know let's see the check in log. You know uh-huh. where does it where does it get to be the most? Like where what time of day is that? Or how about yeah. which people advertise like on Twitter which ones they are having, which ones they aren't yeah. having? Yeah. Like I'm yeah. not proud of that having this or. I mean, beer advocate and rape beer are sitting on the same thing. I mean, they yeah. have mm-hmm. mountains of data that any a lot of different companies and not just breweries, I think, would be interested in yeah. having you know, mm-hmm. for marketing purposes and whatnot. Like so you said. it's graphs and charts, and you know, it's all it's fascinating. I think that it would paint a, a way bigger, a way different picture than the craft than than the Brewers Association thing, which shows that craft beer is growing by ten percent. That Mm. You know, here's you know, here's these trends, uh, and that we would see a, a an upside down trend by looking at the mm-hmm. the data from Untapped and from Rate Beer and from Beer Advocate. Well, it'd be like the census data. Like, can you imagine if they had a map of the United States with all the counties, and it showed like which people are on Untapped, yeah, uh, like the like which places are drinking more this year than they were last mm-hmm. year. And like you could see, like oh my god, Portland's huge, you yeah. know. <laughs> or or just look or just look at it based on check-ins at a location, yeah. You know, and watch and watch how that happens over time. And what I mean by time, like from seven until two, you know, and see how much and and do it by uh, do it by a heat source or heat uh, heat map. Mm. So the bigger the dot, the more popular it is. Yeah, you know well, I. Foursquare is the only company that heck can can do that. None of the beer web apps do that. Yeah. One thing that always uh, I always thought about. I was I was at a bar. I'm not going to say the name because you know they get in trouble. Um, after closing, having beers, and I was wondering like what happens if you check into a beer at a location after the 2 a.m. deadline. Well, there like, could see, they this, be they could be liable. Now you're feeding John's paranoia. Now my paranoia, <laughs> <laughs> no, my paranoia is if you're... Which is if, totally warranted. Well, I no, but here's the thing. You. Okay, we're talking about the HR busybody, but what about the, the ABC busybody? Yeah. Who's going to say, look, who's who's got stuff going on that I need to go that I need to go look at? And so let's say that you have a check-in at 2.30, and it's not often, but there's enough. And so, you know, the place is, is staked out. Mm. You know, knock on the door. Who's here? Okay, you guys all have beers, and you're done. And that's the license <laughs> for that place. Well, I hate to be like uh, – I mean, we, we're getting on a phone political end here, though, but it's like – But that's what the show is about. So <laughs> it's all about politics. So my whole thing is like <laughs> why, why does the United States, for instance, need to spy on their own citizens when with Facebook, Foursquare, Twitter, all this other stuff, we're giving up this information voluntarily? Like, you know, it's – Well, oh, we, they still have to – there are, subpoena the information. There's I mean, they still can't just rules. Dip into that. I mean, but they, I mean, imagine can, if ABC came out and said, like, "Oh, someone on Twitter just posted a bottle of something that hasn't been registered with us yet, and they drank it in California." Let's there, go figure out what the hell's going on. There has to be some way out here. I, I, I just can't imagine the untapped people. I would be surprised if they didn't think through some of this. I, I don't could be, think. Well, I think that it they came have out good lawyers. Thought. 
Yeah. I mean, I think that it was all. I think that it came out with a with the best intentions yeah. in the world, and then the ramifications were not thought of. Well, time. it makes me think if there's any other sort of precedent out there, not even beer Dating related, sites. where people have used an app that and that, that somebody else spied on them or Dating found sites, dude. I mean, there's, there's. But has anybody has any here's, anybody lost here's, in court? Well, you know, no. or, or yeah, but, they've had well, their record subpoenaed for like someone meeting on a dating site and well, was it being a, killed or yeah, raped or, or like a violent crime. Yeah. The the issue is that this is uh, two years new, so no, we haven't had this as a case yet. It's just uh, a matter of when. Then, it's a matter of when. <laughs> yeah, it's a matter. It's going to be an insurance company. It's going to be an HR situation. It's going to be a uh, license issue. All right, I don't mean to worry you guys, but I think I saw two globs of something clear at the bottom of this glass. Uh-oh. I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, well, we were hearing stuff as it was going out. It was like it going clunk, clunk. Mm. Well, why would I be worried about that? Could job? be somebody's teeth. <laughs> Weird. Does the weasel, are the weasel poos clear? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Are we getting th- back to crystal crystal <laughs> poo? Crystal poo. <laughs> where do you think the uh, color came from? Got sucked, <laughs> got sucked out of the uh, poo. I oh, thought man. they washed it. <laughs> they did, but guess what happens when you put it into the beer? Mmm. Look at that. You're getting all the chunkies. Oh yeah, look at that. Huh. Like, okay, <clears throat> this is definitely chewy all of a sudden. <laughs> Well, we have a dump, so... Well, I'm going to go rinse this out. Does anyone else want to rinse? Or? Yeah, here, uh, send that on its chug. way, and I'm going to... Chug. Okay. <laughs> Don't chug, because they're set. Yeah, that's a... Got, go ahead, I'll, that's I'll, got I'll, a feel I'll, in it. Finish this right, up. I'll be right back. <clears throat> All right. My, I mean, I don't mean to I don't mean to be super paranoid about this. I think whatever everything you're saying is totally valid. I'm, I'm, I, par- I, I'm teasing. The okay. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I don't... Like I said, I don't want anybody to get in trouble for it. Because it's their hobby. You just don't want to be that guy that created this thing. It's sort of like the people that create the bomb. Like, oh, this is just some sort of experiment. You know, like, can we do it? And then somebody actually uses the bomb. Yeah. That's an extreme comparison. Well, and then, but then all the scientists are like, yeah, but we were just having fun. We were just using our brains. <laughs> like we thought this was an interesting problem. Yeah. Right. And then, and then they actually make the device or the get the widget as they called it. Yeah. I mean, that's what they thought of it. I think the different. I mean, there's a ton of beer apps out there. There's there's almost too many, and every time I hear about somebody who's interested in making one, I'm just I just sort of like snicker at it, just because it's sort of it's really competitive. Uh, the reason why I think Untapped is so popular is because everybody's doing it. Yeah, you know, and, there's so many different other ones, but honestly, like Untapped is the only one that's but, like. And the reason why I think Untapped is so popular is because you see it on Twitter. If you connect it to your Twitter yeah. account, you see, you know, oh, yeah. think about the FaceTime or at least the screen time that they get. Constantly. God, yeah. I just want to. Yeah. I want them to have a Google Plus. Well, it's on. the same. It's the same. Um, that's the same theory I have about yoga. Yoga. Yeah. If there was no. Oh. If there was. <laughs> if there was no accessories to carry around, then yoga wouldn't be popular at all. Oh, you're talking about seeing the mats everywhere. Yeah. Oh. You know, and it's it's validation of oh, this is cool because there's another mat going to some place. Mm. And it's like when you're driving a VW Bug and you see another Bug, you're like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you didn't ever notice them before. Right, right. And now, now that I have every... an FJ40, I'm like noticing them all over the place. <laughs> you have an FJ40? I do. 1970. <sighs> I'm getting, uh, it's getting worked on up in Sonoma right now with disc brakes and power steering. Nifty. Road trip. 
with two people because it's only two seats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we drinking next? Let's open this John Henry thing. All right. John so, Henry Cold Spring Brewing Company. Ale aged on on bourbon chips. On bourbon Bourbon chips. oak chips. So um, this is... Three Lick Spiker Ale. This was sent to me by... Still cold. It's still cold. Yeah, it should be still cold. So this is uh, from the same guys that brewed the beer from 21A. Oh. And um, it's aged on oak chips, so that means that they put it into a... Uh, a normal fermenter and dropped chips into it. Instead of in oak chips? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, John Henry Three Lick Spiker Ale is top fermented roasted dark ale that has been bourbon aged or bourbon oak aged. This beer is brewed with three different roasted malts, creating chocolate flavors and dark appearance. Oats are added for additional body and flavor. Uh, combined with pale and caramel malts, there are over 12,000 pounds of barley in the brew. So, Cascade, Willamette, <laughs> and Asache? Uh, uh, yeah. Asache. Uh, hops are the three hops that are in it. I like how it says flavored ale on the back of it. <laughs> I, uh, oh, God. Flavored ale. Is this Cold Springs, Minnesota? Yeah, Cold Spring, Minnesota. Uh, so they have a, on request, you can get the side of a truck. Oh. The sticker for the side of a truck. They also have table tents. Wait, so if I had a semi truck, I could get a free sticker for the side? Yeah. John Henry. Wow. So they're cool. definitely going for the trucker crowd. Yeah. This is a trucker crowd. Uh, and, and then they have seasonal POS. I mean, uh, posters, point of sale stuff. So uh, obviously this I is... I was not thinking point of sales. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I hate to be like the, the stereotypical Bay Area guy, but yeah, uh, this John Henry character that's on the front of the bottle looks white. Oh, he does. Oh, let me see. And uh, I'm pretty sure John Henry was oh, not yeah, white. <laughs> yeah, look at his hair. Where are you going with us? Uh, well, John Henry please was black. Give us, please give us the... Uh, He's like a famous like guy who would nail railroads. Yeah, no, he, he went up against a steam digger, you know, into a mountainside and beat it, you know, by a, like three feet or something like that. And then died. Yeah, and then died. But he was definitely not white. So you think he's white? Well, look at his hair. <laughs> and oops <laughs> he looks Norwegian <laughs> yeah no you're right I, I'm just messing I, I see where you're going with yeah so yeah. anyway they, but that's not the important thing right well oh, it's his name John Hint uh, I don't know that's just it's like I don't know it's like uh, white guys dressing up as Indians and being like we're the Cleveland Indians you know it's like yeah, that's, that's not cool <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just tag you as the Bay Area eccentric thing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, a couple of things about this. They've really, <laughs> they um, they Moving basically on. say open it, put it into a glass, taste it, check it out, and then this let beer, it, yeah, and oh. then let it warm up. So in the in the uh, uh, as part of the marketing of this, that's being encouraged to be uh, warm, not cold. That's uh, it's really sugary. Yeah, it's got yeah, a the lot very, of... Yeah, the very end of it, I, I picked up on that. It's got a lot of malt in it. Well, it says 12,000 pounds. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> I, I hope I am surprised at how it tastes when it gets warmer. All right. It's, just, it's not it was, bad at the temperature right now. I mean, it's been sitting out a little while. 
I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely, <laughs> a, it's definitely a an oaked, an oaked kind of beer. It's got a lot of barrel aged characteristics, and there's that wacky uh, thing at the end. The malt. It's the sugar that I'm getting at the end. Yeah, that's kind of what when he said sugar. That's yeah. what I was thinking the same thing. And that's the sort of after. He's, he's like, it's like sweet on the tongue for a mm-hmm. while. I don't know how long it's going to have to warm up. Right. <laughs> so there's a couple of ways to get, get beer. A couple of ways to get beer warmer. One of them is to basically agitate the beer, keep it, you know, do the swirl once in a while. Have you seen those uh, videos from like Thailand where they they cool the coffee by pouring it from like ten feet up or something? Yeah, that'll do it too. They spin in circles. They just increase the air, huh. you know, yeah. surface area. So they just they go. Yep. That's one way to do it. Well, we're not going to do that with this beer. Mm. Uh, another way to do it is to have a <laughs> is to have a beer with more sur- or a glass with more surface area on the top and on the sides. Like a big old red wine glass, like this. Yeah. Mm. That would definitely make it warmer. Another way to do it is to just leave the beer out, uh, you know, beforehand. And uh, I don't have a rule per se, but if you want beer, if it's in the fridge. Probably 45 minutes is going to get it to be 10 degrees warmer. Um, you get much hop aroma on that at all? Copper? Hop. hop. Sorry. Hop. No. I don't get any. <laughs> no, this is all barrel. I've got allergies, so I'm not quite sure, but I, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting Well, here's the weird thing, right? Willamette smells like grass, so I'm not getting any grass smell at all. Yeah, it's all all wood, like yeah, musty wood. wood character. Hello, Barrel. <laughs> Hello, John. <clears throat> Hello, Barrel. <laughs> so like they've also they uh, they did a cookbook that goes with this. Oh, that's weird. Oh, <laughs> you know, on uh, on Untap they call this the Beer Geek Bacon Roush Geek Breakfast. Huh. Bacon. So is the recipe book beer, you know, using the beer or just recipes you should drink? I'm going to say it has beer in it. I would hope so. Let me check this out. <laughs> it's ale flavored or flavored yeah, ale. Flavored yeah, ale. flavored ale. Would make weird pancakes, unlike consecration pancakes. Mm. Seems like such a waste. What? Making consecration pancakes? Yeah. There's a way to get it. Consecration for free for making pancakes. Really? Yeah. How? I'll tell you. After the show. No, I'm telling you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay, we're back. (laughs) (laughs) I love the packaging design. All the the imagery. You've got like uh, football players. Yeah, there's like somebody's on the couch, three people on the couch, you know, watching a football game. They're real excited. And then before is like a plate of kebabs. What? <laughs> and then, I guess, here, and then the, the beer with the glass. It's sort of sipping ale. What? <laughs> well, they don't want you to drink it too fast. Remember, John? Slow, God, slow beer. Who's their Photoshop guy? <laughs> Fire, you know, you got the, the these are like a step away from speaking of Saturday Night Live earlier. You know, you've got your beer in front of the fireplace. You've got they really like kebabs apparently because here's another pe- group of people enjoying what kebabs. Are those, what are those well, it's nuts? from it's from Minnesota, so what do you expect? What are those nuts? You know, this looks like it tries There's to some be cheese. The blue cheese is good to yeah, go. Yeah, what, what are those nuts called? Beer. 
pecans. Pecans. Or pecans. 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 Uh, another fire. Another fire. Couple. You know what the, the bottle design actually reminds me of is uh, that Budweiser beer, uh, Weinhardt's. That's not Budweiser beer. Who owns Weinhardt's? Henry Weinhardt's is uh, brewed by... No, no, uh, I'm thinking of some Scottish ale. Some uh, Budweiser Scottish ale they own the name of. You're thinking of... Uh, all right. Kel- if Killian's? You... Irish Red? Oh, yeah, Killian's. Is that it? Yeah, okay, Irish yeah, Red. Yeah. That's it. It's very Killian's looking, this, yes. uh, this stuff. It's very big, big beer branding, it looks like to me. I don't know. Nice job, guys. Yeah. I think it's a decent beer, though, actually, yeah. with all my... my Surfacey criticisms. I think it's. Uh, it's got a twist off though. Uh, well, well, you, <laughs> then you certainly don't know if you can age it for, well, for a long period. I don't think of time. it needs to be aged. No, I, and I don't think every beer needs to be aged either. But you know, being the trend of people wanting to do that. Um, one thing I hate about twist offs when you open it with a bottle opener and chip glass. Yay! Yay. I love it when it cuts my throat. Yay! <laughs> Well, oh, I'm getting a little bit of uh, this is just a figment of my imagination. Vanilla, but figs. Hmm. I'm getting vanilla. Vanilla. Uh-huh. The sugar on the end is getting more intense to me. Yeah, maybe I'm. Just the, well, more, maybe that's where I'm getting the figs from. Getting more hammered. <laughs> Everything tastes great. That warm Yay. glow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely some sort of fruit, dark berry. Yeah. I don't know where you're going to find this. Uh, they don't have the uh, the. Uh, the demographic of where it's being shipped to. Can I ask how much that four pack was? It was okay. So disclosure: this was sent to me by the uh, by the brewery. Oh, okay. Twenty one. No, because we were hanging out at the we were hanging out at uh, the craft brewers conference. Oh. Oh, okay. Because the because uh, you know Sean introduced me and I'm like, hey, how's it going, guys? And like they're like, Sean's like, oh, you should meet these guys. I'm like. So we had this conversation, and then out of that, the spear shows up. Mm. And, uh, you know, they're doing all kinds of interesting things at that brewery. It's, it's my understanding that the same production facility where they do 21A stuff is where they were also making Alcapops. Is that? Yep, that's that's that is So true. this is a company that's got their hands on a variety right. of different You mean like Smirnoff yeah. Ice? They were doing something for, for some company. The en- combination energy drink, alcohol-ish. Oh, God, that just... Whenever I hear Alka Pops, it makes me think of the first line of like uh, of the movie Beer Wars, which is like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm so and so. I've been in the beer industry for a long time. I worked for Mike's Hard Lemonade." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like record scratch. I was like, like, <laughs> like, wait, Mike's Hard Lemonade is beer industry? I'm pretty sure that's a malt beverage and yeah, that's totally not, not beer. Well, this is this is where the brewers, the the craft brewers, are going up against. Because uh, because uh, alcohol or, uh, beer is a, considered a malt beverage mm. by by taxation, and so these guys want to uh, tax the alcohol the alcohol pops more because right. it's uh, cheaper and popular cheaper and popular and uh, sells more than beer in some in some places. And so they're all about uh, – legislation's all about raising money. And so they look at that and like, okay, we're going to raise taxes on, on malt beverage. And, and uh, craft beer is like, uh-uh. Mm. Yeah, you're not going to do that because we don't want to be in that category of those guys. Make a new category. Right. It was a thing where it was like, uh, for instance, like 
Russian River's old recipe, and when they age in bourbon barrels, it brings up the alcohol because yeah. of the bourbon, and they're like, well, we fall into that category. But now all the Alcapops have like gotten around that by making a hard one, hard alcohol, and then watering it down, so they're no longer considered like an additive. Right. And so they don't even fall into that categorization anymore, so all the craft breweries that are doing bourbon barrel-age stuff or whatever barrel-age stuff are getting screwed on that. There's people cleaning downstairs. Make sure that there's no uh, saw coming it, it up. It sounds like well, it sounds like somebody's sawing the yes. beam out under. There's like, like a, 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 a circle. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the hell? Ah! It's a second like a Looney Tunes reference. I think we've made today. Yeah. Children of television. Uh, yeah. Well, that's. God, I'm getting like thirsty for like a lighter beer. Okay. Let's, well, <laughs> well, we're gonna follow this up with another bourbon. Yeah, I think we're gonna uh, go with this. This really? is our next. This is our next attempt. That looks nice and refreshing. All right, so where I'm I think that I have had enough. You think it's not? You don't think it's going to change anymore? Uh, I'm sure it's going to change, but I, I'm. Uh, don't care. Well, no, I like it fine. I'm just. It's just that I'm not. Uh, it's not what I want to have. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, no, no. A friend of mine. We were talking about uh, trying a. Uh, was it an MGD sixty? One of these really low calorie whatevers. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "You're gonna, you're gonna, you're going to process the calories to drink that. Make sure you pop that top or another. Yeah, no, leave it there. But he's like, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna process the calories to try uh-huh. that. I'm like, oh yeah, good point. I'll have that instead. Yeah. So, I, get, I get it. I get it. So the point of this, the next thing we're gonna try. This is the cherry stay from Thirsty Bear. It's filled all the way to the top. Yep. It is wide mouth. Wide mouth. Uh, and apparently it's got a new system that allows it to yeah. stay longer. So they have, uh, they have a, uh, uh, a robot filler that, that uh, po- uh, does positive, a positive fill. So it purges it with CO2 first, and then it fills it with beer. All right, well, let's... let's and and then how long have you had this for? Two weeks. All right, let's see. I uh, think it's still going to be good. Still good. Oh yeah! Oh, it's good yeah. sound. Oop, look that at that! Good sound. Look at it's that. like when I opened that bell. Missed bag, right it just there. Sort of like whimpered. Ooh. <laughs> hey, it had, it, it had a little bit of a CO two. Had missed. Yeah, I love that. That's a good sign. All right. So this is a bar- this is a barrel age. It's hard to pour out of. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> wow, it looks like cider. Oh, look at that! It's even got carbonation still. <clears throat> Oh, so, this is exciting. Why? So what's the base? It's kind of pinkish, almost. Explain this. At least the bubbles so, are. Not. Uh, the Cherry Stave, this is a, this was a, uh, uh, you know what, I don't know what the base beer is. But they got a lot of organic cherries. Okay. Squashed them up, put them into the secondary. That smells wonderful. <laughs> and then, and that was the first round. And when they put them in barrels, then they added more cherries. So two fruit two, twice two, in a secondary. Wow, this is beautiful. It smells incredible. Yeah, it does. This is uh, a welcome respite. It definitely okay, smells. I'm have uh, to... Hey, it's even the right glass. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, that's why I picked these. Mmm. <laughs> Pretty sweet. <laughs> so this beer, uh, the idea was that they're uh, <laughs> they're like going to sweet lip smacking. Nom nom. Mmm. Hello. 
Nice. That's a palate cleanser. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. So, there's so what's a, this called again? Cherry stave. Cherry stave. And stave, stave. Stave is the little pieces of wood right. that go in between to uh, fill out the... To make up the barrel, right? Yeah. I think uh, Oakland Brewing has the staves as their tap handles. Oh, okay. They must have just... How much did they have of this beer? There's first? six barrels left. Okay, because that was just there a couple days ago, and they didn't. Have oh no, no, so. this was this was gone as of two weeks ago. Ah, okay. But there's six barrels left. They're aging, and they'll be out for us at Beer Week. So we can expect it to be so we can a little expect, bit more richer. Yeah, richer, yeah. fuller. Uh, another round of it. Yeah, glad another I got a little awesome. taste of it now. Well, yeah. I'm really happy that this uh, had a pop. Yeah, two weeks. You carried it three times? Yeah. It's a nice beer. And you know, it's, it's, I would, ex- I would have thought this beer maybe wouldn't have been as enjoyable, warm, like a warmer mm. temperature, but I guess warmer. The sweetness, mm. you know, the sugary. Gives it kind of a, a brandy ish kind of consistency, like viscosity to it. I still think that, I mean, this is right up here with ciders where it's like, if this thing was like chilled, yeah. I mean, on a hot day, I could I could drink two gallons of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a chiller over there. We can put it back in and uh, make it colder. So I got to make it home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yummy! Well, I think that this uh, when I had this before, it was quite cold, and I thought it was good. I let it warm up over the over the night, and everybody kept wanting to take my glass. I'm like, no. <laughs> and eventually, it got to about this temperature. Mm. So does this does this re- do you reconsider your thirsty bear impressions now? Uh, it's only one beer. <laughs> then this would be the second beer I have had from them that I like. What was the first one? Did you mention it earlier? Uh, I think it was the double. Oh, was it the double, amber? It's like a double IPA or something. You got to yeah. actually. You got to get in and try the rye. Yeah. The rye on. The rye on. Yeah, it's good. It's pretty- Last time I was there about a year ago, so. I don't know. I wasn't wasn't too impressed, but I'll give it a second shot. Uh, I, I just, like. I, I just wanted to be a good second shot because I hate giving places a second shot and then have it be sucky again. And it's like, well, at uh, least it confirms what you already know. Yeah, I just I just don't like ragging. So the other you thing, don't like giving people a second chance. That's, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't like. Yeah. Well, let's see. There's a, there's San Francisco Brewing Company that I gave at least 15 chances to. Oh, yeah. Their equipment was... I saw that place for sale online, and I was like, oh, my God. It's like custom copper equipment. And I was like, man, like that would be so much fun to buy and turn into a brewery. Apparently, the equipment was so far gone that you would have had to buy all new stuff yep. anyway. So they just gutted the place, and now it's a bar. Yep. But it's a beautiful bar. Well, they didn't gut it, gut it. They just... They took out everything, except for the, the fans, the which fans look really the cool. Bar. Yeah. Apparently, I'm the only one that doesn't know... San Francisco, it's in North Beach, right on Columbus and, uh, like, Kearney. Almost. The brewery that used to be there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, the San Francisco. San Francisco. They used to have a plaque that said, I thought said, you guys like, were deliberately not. I didn't know. No, 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 no. This isn't generic, no. <laughs> this is, like, the a actual San on... Francisco brewing. Well, they were one of the, one of the first they had a plaque that said, in the country, right? Yeah. yeah. They have a yeah. plaque there, but it's, uh, it's no more. It, uh, well, there were so many issues with that place. Hmm. And, you know, and like every every single person who had a brewery or knew of 
you know, th thinking about opening a brewery, went through it. They go, okay, I can, I can make this place work. And then you do the tour downstairs and you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what this place needs is a, hundred, a heart attack. <laughs> well, it, it needed a new system. And so, you know, you spend $200,000 on a new, on new fermenters, which would have gone really far to making the beer better mm. and a new, and a new delivery system. But, uh, the whole the whole uh, thing, the whole thing of the place was just you know it was built cheap, mm -hmm. and then it was never they never reinvested into it. Yeah. It's probably the same thing Fritz Maytag thought when he walked into Anchor back in the sixties. You know, like the yeah. condition of the equipment and all that stuff mm -hmm. was so well, far gone. Sure, but it, you know that was the problem with all of those those places back then. I mean, you know, brewing had been all but shut down from nineteen thirty three on, mm -hmm. and. You know, while there was all those regional breweries in Minnesota and other places in the, in the Midwest, Pennsylvania, you know, you would you could drive by them, and these people would be, you know, uh, you, this was funny. It was during the seventies you know, when my parents and I were going up to Minnesota to hang out for the summer. Well, we'd go up there, and there would be you know, we'd drive. We drove by this brewery, and these guys were picketing for more wages. Mm -hmm. Well, that brewery was closed the next year. Mm. Because you know there's not more wages to get at some point unless mm. you increase distribution or uh, make your product more expensive or cheapen the cost of goods or you know it's just the, you know it's classic it's classic keep my business open. That gets me back to a, a, a thing I'm always pissed about is youngling. They they must produce a ton of beer all over the East Coast. Never see it in California. That might change. They're moving west with production. I mean, those guys are the oldest brewery in... 300. It's one of the top... I think it's the oldest, oldest continuously in the, running... In the country, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, it's... I think it's around 300 years. Don't quote me. But it's like, even like their their normal beer, it's like, doesn't even make it out here, and it's like, god damn it, like, what? <laughs> I'm... I'm not crazy about Yingling. Oh, I know. It's just, it's just. I'd like to have a, like a historical icon in my store, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, just be like, oh, look, Yingling, sweet. I'm, I'm spoiled here. In the I don't area. think I've ever had it. I've never had it. It's okay. <laughs> Nothing to write home about. Well, it's the whole problem with East Coast beers. Uh oh, what are the problems with these guys? <laughs> well, are you talking about that uh, <laughs> Sam Casleon quote bumper sticker that they have at Lagunitas? I don't know what it says. Uh, I don't know if I can say that on the radio, but go ahead, say it. No, you're <laughs> quoting. Okay, it's a bumper sticker. If you go up to the employee lounge of Lagunitas on the on one of the fridges, it's got a bumper sticker, and it's a quote. It's a quote from Sam Casleon, and it says, "East Coast brewers are pussies." They are. And it's just like, ha, ha, ha. So <laughs> the quote that I've said is, the further east you go, the less hops you'll find in beer. Yeah. Now, I know that's a, that's a gross... I, I know where you're... That's a gross generalization. It's just not as... Yeah. It's not accurate anymore. I mean, you know, when I, when I first started noticing where beer was coming from and what it tasted like, I found that if I was on the East Coast, beer was, like, super sweet. Mm-hmm. Multi bomb, multi malt, multi malt bombs. Yeah. My buddy's cider company. I'm like, dude, you gotta do some really dry ciders. And he goes, nobody here likes dry ciders. I mean, he's in like middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. northern Indiana, 
He's like, they don't like dry ciders. They like sweet. Like mm-hmm. when they come here, they want sugar. They want syrup. They want. They're just like. They're, We're want, Americans. They want, we love sugar. <laughs> yeah, that's Midwest. That's Midwest Americans. I'd say. That's oh, a, that's a difference. No, no. See, now we're getting. Hey, there's a reason why the California king bed is taller and skinnier, and the eastern king is wider and shorter. That's all I'm saying. All right, all right. We will leave it there. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, what do they call it? Not a pious, but a... Degenerate? Snobby. (laughs) No. No, I... I know what you're saying, John. Is you know, there's just not, there's certainly not as many pe- people that are producing hop crazy beers when you right. the further you move east. And when I went back to Michigan a couple, like a month ago, I, it was actually kind of a relief to go back there because there wasn't so much. I, I when I look at the menu, there's a, it just seems like there's a bigger variety of malt character beers out yeah. there. Hop, it's there if I want it. Where a lot of times when I walk into a bar around here and it's like, if there's six beers on tap, you can pretty much make sure that four of them are crazy hoppy you know and the market is demanding it so i mean they're just producing what they think people want but i certainly like a little bit more variety and it was a nice break to have that in michigan and uh made me think back to the the start of the show when we were talking about slow food and slow beer and i think there will be more slow beer you know you're already seeing more hop producers around the country it's not just becoming washington and oregon thing i mean right and so you know the breweries in michigan you know there's a small hop you know, industry growing up there, they're going to buy all that stuff. You know, they're going to buy, they're going to buy it in Michigan if they can. They're going to buy it in Colorado if they can. And, you know, the hops change. I mean, you're going to have a different Willamette hop that's grown in this soil like wine. And, and right. you're going to have more of a regional character, I think, coming out of the beer, which well, is going to be nice. And these guys are going to try to make their own. And, you know, that's by splicing this to that. And Yeah, definitely with, with the hops. Coming up with crazy. higher alpha acid hops. and You work with or, what you got, basically, is what... We're all sane. Yeah. Exactly. That's why West Coast has the Imperial IPA craze. That's why the East Coast has whatever it's got going on. <laughs> but work, work with what we've got because of what? Because, we have, because we're close to the hops? Just because we're close to the hops, should we make crazy hop beers? I mean, that doesn't necessarily... Well, what I don't get is that even though we're on the West Coast... Does the cost of hops increase because of the shipping to the East Coast? Not or is necess- it the same? Not necessarily because a pound of, you know, it costs... It costs, you know, three dollars to send a pound of something somewhere. Mm. So it's not adding a significant amount of charge onto the the product. Uh, the other thing is that when hops are pelletized, they can be vacuum sealed and they're good for a really long, long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, part of the hoppiness factor could be just could just be location, but also remember that for ten years prior to the hop. To the hop crisis, hops were cheap. They were a couple dollars a pound and not that much more pelletized. Mm. And so, you know, these hops were available to everyone in the country for, this, for practically the same price. Mm. So why it took off on the West Coast is kind of a, an interesting question. Uh, well, it could be, you know, look at the look at the idea of this. You know, the slow the slow food phenomenon. Mm. You know, people wanting things that are local, people wanting things that don't taste like everything else. Uh, the varietal the varietals of different beer. I mean, you know, Magnolia, which is now twelve years old, has basically had that beer menu pretty much the same since they started brewing. 
you know, English style beers with mm-hmm. with the emphasis on on these flavors. Mm-hmm. With and, their with their inch of space. Yeah, with their inch of space. <laughs> it's changing. It's changing, yeah. If they can ever get through the permitting process. <laughs> Every place has its problems, doesn't it? <laughs> Why would you ever build a business in San Francisco is beyond me. <laughs> we were talking down with the guy I'm, from Uncommon. No, I, I believe it. I didn't. We were talking with the guy from Uncommon Brewers, and he was like, I'm thinking of moving to Sonoma. You know? Or he said North Bay. Wasn't North Bay. It? Yeah. yeah, North Bay. But we didn't really give a lot of reasons why. I mean, yeah. you just... Mainly because of, I mean, like when I talked with Anderson Valley Brewing, they were like, oh, or no, I talked to Adam at Linden Street, and he's starting up the old Mendocino Brewing place. Mm-hmm. And they're doing Hopland Brewing Company or something, because his landlord down in Oakland owns that building up there. Oh. And he's like, starting a business up in Hopland is 10 times easier than it is down here in Oakland. Like, yeah. It's just setting up all the water, setting up all this, setting up that. It's just the permitting process is so easy a lot cheaper you know like if you wanted to open a place in the mission you have no choices you have to buy an existing business and put it in you have to buy an existing business and petition to move the liquor license across the street you have to if you buy a grocery store with the idea that hey i'll sell craft beer 15 percent of your revenue can only come from craft from beer and alcohol the rest of it has to come from somewhere else Wow. Mm. So is this, is this why we haven't seen Southern Pacific open? Yeah. In the Mission District yeah. this year? <laughs> Southern Pacific? Yeah, so, there was a brewery that was going to open up. Uh, somebody who you probably know about more, John Brewer from Speakeasy, yeah. was going to open up a place in the Mission called Southern Pacific Brewing. And they they had three problems, or the three ambitions. One of them was they wanted to have a tasting room, but not food. So they wanted to be able to basically have a pub in their place where they could sell their beer without, uh, food. without having to have the requirement of a brew pub. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there is something on the books in San Francisco about that, but no one's ever done it. And there is a reason why no one's ever done it, because, you know, it's more complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other problem that they're having is that they're in a semi-industrial place in the mission, but there's a lot of NIMBY around that area. Mm. Um, and so, you know, the neighbors are like, don't even get me started about backyard. the bullet train. Yeah. <laughs> even though there's, you know, it's like, guys, what are you going to put in this warehouse? Yeah. Nothing. You want to put more sewing machines yeah. and more Chinese people working on that stuff? Or yeah. do you want to, you want to have a business that's going to make 10 times that in revenue? It would make it a more livable community. In well, I'm in an industrial. This, I just moved back to Canyon, where I grew up, up in the Oakland Hills, yeah. and uh, the nearest suburbia is either Montclair or Moraga. And Moraga itself is a is a very. It's like they're trying to be Beaver Cleaverville. They like whenever something that helps kids comes around, they shut it down. Like there was a billiards place, they shut it down. The Moraga Town Council shut it down. And uh, all the riffraff running around. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, like no, no, we have to be like Beaver Cleaverville. Everything's got to be perfect, blah blah blah. But now, uh, one of the landlords who owns a huge major shopping center is moving in all these chains, and I got to think that these people that are, I mean, they just moved in a dollar store, like the Dollar Tree. Hmm. It's like what? Because yeah, that's upscale. Would, would you rather? Have, <laughs> I know. It's like well, are the like the Moraga, which is full of like very well-off people. Driving yeah. Porsches, Mercedes, blah blah blah. Um, 
and they're they're okay with a Dollar Tree going in? Like, don't they want a great community? Don't they want something like the Trappist to go in? Don't they want something like City Beer or Beer Rev? Or don't they want a brewery to go in? But no, they should. They, there's like one bar in the whole place, and it only serves beer because they they don't want bars. Uh, anyway, that's that's a well, bone of contention. But where does me. that? But where does that? Where does that? that opposition come from is it coming from one very vocal person or is it coming from a group of people it's the town council itself. the town council itself yeah. yeah so i mean i'm talking about a town where you go like i went into a, a safeway and this guy walked in who looked like he was trying to be like look exactly like ronald reagan okay and it was like wow i guess that's you know the one barber shop in the entire place you walk in and fox news is like blaring loudly and, yeah you know it's just like i I don't know. Well, that's a cliche in itself, but <laughs> in in an unbelievable way. But they have a farmer's market, so I feel like it, it's got some promise. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you can say it's balanced. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. I'd love to open up a pub there, because then it'd be like a two-minute, like a five-minute commute to work. But, man. Well, opening a pub in a place like that is... Here's the thing. If you get it done for you, mm. you've paved the way for a lot of other business. Yeah. No, the, uh, the the first winery that went in Indiana, the guy went through two years of hardship. Yeah. Now that he got approved, now there's like 45 wineries in Indiana. Or yeah. look at look at Dogfish Head. You know, right. Having to actually write the legislation themselves. <laughs> yeah. This is what we'd like to have passed. <laughs> Pass this, please. Word for word. Yeah. Good thing he was an English major. I think he was an English major, at least. Well, that stuff's not that hard to do. Mm. I mean, you know, writing... I mean, giving if, him way too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Giving I, way too much credit for an English major? I, I still can't... I can't No, help. you know, him have, you know, crafting all of that. Oh. Yeah. I, mean, I still can't help like he, thinking whenever they mention Dogfish of Wayne's World, where it's like, yeah, we're at the Grand Canyon. It's like, oh, we're in Delaware. Oh. Or in Delaware. <laughs> my my point Sweet. being about his thing was that there's a lot. There was, you know, he was a big deal in that, but there was a lot of other people involved to yeah. help make that happen. Well, Tom Sawyering your way through life is always a good thing. Hey, dude, yeah. I love painting fences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll pay you twenty five cents to paint my fence. Should we open up another one? Uh, we can. <laughs> I just want to talk about the homework first. So, all right. Uh, the best part about beer school is the homework. the homework. The homework is beer. So the homework this week is pretty simple. It basically follows the same lines of what we've been doing on the show, which is to get a bunch of beer, have it cold to begin with, and then over time open them up as they get warmer. Uh, or the other way to do it is to put something in a glass, have some sips of it, taste, taste it, and then go on to something else that you might uh, see as your palate cleanser or the next beer that's on or the beer that you just opened that you've come back to. Uh, the idea is to let that beer in the glass get warmer and note how it changes as it gets warmer. And if you can't wait, then just go ahead and drink it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really that important. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's important to note that it does change and that you totally. shouldn't fear beer that's warm. You know, just because it is, it's like, oh, just because it's, uh, I don't know. Oh, just because the mountains aren't blue doesn't mean that it's bad. No. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll tip, I'll typically open the bottle right out of the fridge, but then I'll leave the bottle out. Yeah. You know, I'll generally get two or three pours out of a 22-ounce bottle, and then you you can see there's a difference between the first glass and second glass. That's typically the way I do it. Yeah. I won't let it sit out for 30 minutes. I just sort of let it sit out while I drink right. it. Uh, I don't know. It just, just depends on what it is. I mean, sometimes you drink it, and you're like, uh, well, hold on. I'm not touching this for a while. Because you can... Over time, you can tell. Slow food TM, or actually, <clears throat> slow food R. It says a hundred thousand members. Well, they have sixteen thousand. What it was it? Notable members. Oh. Notable. Members of note. Members of note. They're probably all the chefs. And the, There's yeah. chefs. Uh, people like Sting. Uh, oh well. Yeah, it's a totally credible organization. You know, Sting is part of it. <laughs> I still think eating stuff like uh, turtles should. Well, yeah. Qualify as slow. Turtles. Turtles. Slow. <laughs> turtles are good. I love Turtle, turtles. Turtles are good. The thing is, <laughs> thing is, <laughs> what other slow animals have you eaten? Uh, Snails. Sloth. Sloth. Um, hedgehog. Had a, had a snake once. Hedgehogs are fast. Hedgehogs aren't that fast. In the game, they're that fast. Yeah, they are in the game. <laughs> okay, if there's a hill, then hedgehogs are fast. If there's a hill. <laughs> And they get slower the more coins they pick up. But yeah. uh, <laughs> they're worth more. Yeah, they're worth more. Put that thing down. Ah. See? You do it too. I do. I need a clicker on my keychain or something. Something to play with. O C D behavior. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so anyway, report back in the show notes about uh the beer that you experienced and how you liked it and what things you tasted when it got warm that you didn't have when they were cold. 16,000 notables. That doesn't even, that's not even that many, right? So if you take their 800 chapters and divide 16,000 by 800, you get uh, 2,200, <laughs> right? So there's 200 people, 200 notables per chapter. Hey, I'm on a, I'm that on doesn't the, make sense. I'm on the SF Bay Curling uh, Club. And uh, we only have about 180, so that's a, that's a lot. <laughs> Actually, I for a little bitty little bitty curling club. Math is yeah. wrong. It's 20 people. There's 20 notables per chapter. Okay, that's different. That's different. So it's 20 notables per chapter. Math that's not is that. That's not so huge. Math has never been my strong suit. That yeah. means uh, that means that you know it's like the Berkeley chapter has three members of Green Day, uh, Michael Pullen, mm. and uh, that leaves. Let's see. Uh, room for 12 other notables. So like the mayor of Berkeley. The uh, guy who what's runs, your name from? Uh... The guy who runs Berkeley Bowl. Uh, what's the I restaurant that guy Berkeley. is not the nicest person in the world. Well, you wouldn't be the nicest person in the world if your grocery store was shopped by those people. <laughs> <laughs> I still think they should take over uh, Barnes & Noble and Jacqueline uh, Square Waters and turn it into a... a oh, yeah, she's... That's on the list. Oh, I'm sure she's notable. Yeah, no, here it says right here, Alice Waters. She's like the mother hen of the organization. The mother hen of the organization. <laughs> it's a good thing we're coming to a break because uh, I'm about to break the seal. All right, well, you should go do that. All right. I'm going to read some stuff from this piece of paper that I have, and then we'll... Uh, we're going to figure out the slow, what the slow beer movement should be while you're going. Are we actually we're talking about the topic now? <laughs> well, we've been talking about the topic the whole time. So we've been the, dancing one of, around one the of, topic. One of the objectives is lobbying against the use of pesticides. And I have to disagree partially mm-hmm. with this. 
this uh, against. Because without pesticides, uh, mold grows on hops, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, without pesticides, you have to keep, you know, the bugs are not kept in check. And you've got to have some amount of them in place. Otherwise, you have the same problems that they had in the 30s and the 40s. Well, you could... I'm no expert in any of this, but I would I would have to assume if there wasn't pesticide, food would be more expensive. That's true, and you kind of, you kind of see it. That's the that's the general sense about farmers markets is they typically be more expensive with organic food. And I I guess the thing is, is lobbying should be you know let's change the way that we use pesticides. You know when we look at the the use of pesticide, you know people often just put it on at you know said strength. Mm-hmm. Well, what if it was one sixteenth? You know, diluted to one sixteenth of what it was, and it was still as effective. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think to play devil's advocate, I mean, a, an environmentalist or slow food person would probably say, you know, like my only example would be like clean coal. You know, like there's yeah, like, oh well, well, it'll be clean. You know, if you if you use it smartly, you put it on the right filters, it'll, it's it'll be okay. You know. The point of, from an environmental standpoint is they don't want it to be used at all. No, you know, like no coal, no. No, no. Know. I'm just saying it's fine to have that as a as a goal in a lobby, but let's be realistic about what pesticides are doing. Yeah. Uh, lobbying for the inclusion of organic farming concerns within the agricultural policy. Uh, okay. So now you're going to make yeah, that's fine. Oh wait, either one. You want more bourbon? Yeah, that's the last. So, so here's the the problem with organic is that you, you go ahead, Dave. Have you had the uh, the uh, need a knife? There's a Sierra Nevada makes top. a wax steeled. Uh, their harvest Southern Harvest. Yeah, I I. <laughs> I, it took me like five minutes the to Southern open that Harvest bottle. The Southern Harvest didn't have a wax seal. You mean you mean the uh, they're or they're all organic? Since we're on the topic of organic, <laughs> they're they're lo- all the, the the beer that was made with all local ingredients on the Maybe. brewery, right? It had a it oh, had gold wax on top. Gold wax. It was gold wax, and I thought it was the Southern Harvest. Or no, it was green wax. It was green. Yeah, it's green. Yeah. John is struggling to open Black Butte <laughs> from the shoots at this moment. The wax burn a hundred calories <laughs> just trying to. Uh, Open he, this fucker. He looks Oops. faint. That's fine. <laughs> We're going to let that one go. We're going to let that one go. So here's another one that's on their objectives, which is educating consumers about the risk of fast food. So I think I looked on the website, and I didn't find the list of advocacy PDFs or things that you could see. Uh-huh. And I thought that you know I thought that I would see this pretty much immediately, and I didn't see that. Probably have to go back and look about that. But the crazy thing is, is this, is that if you order a Big Mac, 23 out of the 26 ingredients are made with corn. <laughs> it's the way a lot of our food is. I know, but when you put it in those terms, you're like, wow, I had no idea. And this is everything from the bun to the special sauce to the, you know, there's corn in the burger. There's, yeah. you know, well, all corn. you have to do is, and the, you... and the only thing that doesn't have corn in it the lettuce, the tomato, and the and I can't say the pickle because the pickle's sweetened with high corn. fructose corn syrup. Yeah. Ugh. Well, you mentioned Michael Pollan earlier on his – I'm going to blank name on the book, his big book. Uh, respective – no, that's not it. Uh, the very first Omnivore's one. Dilemma. Yeah, Omnivore's Dilemma. He breaks down the whole corn 
and in, you know industry and it's yeah. just incredible how much corn you know goes into just about everything we eat like two-thirds of a grocery store <laughs> of, all, of all the contents. I know. Go walk around the grocery store and like, okay, this it's like orange juice doesn't have corn in it. But then you find a, some orange juice that's been sweetened with high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, totally. Uh, Sunny Delight. You know they're trying to change the name of that, right? It's still Corn sugar? Yeah, corn sugar. But oh, it's, still, it's still... Thanks to the lobbying group, probably. Yeah. It's still that stuff. You know, actually, high fructose corn syrup is not the problem per se. It's the fact that it's in everything and the fact that it's used so liberally. Yeah. And look at, I don't know, I this goes into my the whole political thing where it's like, you know, like ethanol fuel. Yeah, it takes more energy or, to make. Or than uh, biodegradable plastics, which are actually screwing up our environment because they get mixed in with all the regular plastics and screw up the recycling process. Yep, because people don't know the difference between them. Yeah. That this must be some sort of labeling requirement, this whole flavored ale. I've never thing. seen it before. Never now I'm seeing it. Until today. Really? Have so you seen it? So what is it? Describe it. Uh, well, basically on the John Henry beer that we saw on the back side of the label, it, above all the barcode, above all the barcode, excuse me as my as I slur my <laughs> language here. It says flavored ale. And that's it. And on the Black Butte bottle I'm holding right now, uh under the best after and alcohol by volume and the barcode it says just simply flavored ale in all capital letters. I wonder if they have to do that because they add a bunch of like the chocolate. It's probably the... some sort of labeling requirement. Hmm. Because otherwise, I see no reason. Yeah. Well, I'm going to pour myself. Oh, so I was going to read the label. <laughs> <laughs> this beer is consistently awesome. Yeah. What was it? But was it's it, changed every year. Was so. it 2009 where they had to dump everything? Or? Uh, no, that was 10. last year. Last year. I thought they sent out like a press release that was like, "Oh, if you have a 2009 aging, like it's gone bad or something like, there's a chance it's gone bad." Um, it was there's always a chance it would go well, bad. Of course, there is. No, but there was like some defect that they'd just gotten a lot of responses. Okay, well, I'll look that up. X X I I I. So where to next? What's 2011's rich imperial take on Black Beak Porter? Just for kicks, you dream orange zest, perhaps from Spanish oranges, Seville to be exact. And chocolate nibs, pampered nibs from the artisanal alchemists at Theo's. Pampered. Maybe some chilies? Parcilla Negra only, please. That would be crazy, wouldn't it? Welcome to crazy. Get it wow. while you can. There's a lot of spice in that. So I've had this beer... Uh, I've had this beer four different times this year. Once when it came out, it was they had a... And they had a keg of it at uh, Monk's Kettle, and then it was on at the at the uh, anniversary party for uh, Tornado, mm -hmm. and then it showed up again at Tornado because evidently they had two kegs but forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then now, so this is the this is its fourth tasting. Mm -hmm. I got a chance to taste the batch that went bad. At CBC? Uh, at CBC, because Deschutes did a little party at City Beer Store. And so they they kegged it because it, the the problem was that it was just visually, 
You had a bunch of gunk just floating at the top oh, of the yeah. bottles. And so they kegged it, and they still served it. It was, it was incredible. More chocolatey than uh, the... Yeah, so this would have been... I, that's the, 20... This is the 2-3. Two, two, the 2-2 two, two was, was the beer. Yeah, it was Black Beauty 22, which yeah. was the bad, the, bad batch. The, AKA Bad Batch. It just wasn't... But it tasted right. really it was, wonderful. It was wonderful. It just wasn't bad. It had floaties. Visually gross-looking, apparently. Well, although I never saw it. It just... It had chocolate floaties, just reconstituted out of the out of the beer. Yeah. So you guys were saying this is a best after six fifteen twelve. Yeah. Okay, we're a little bit early. That says best after six fifteen twelve. Yeah, yeah. The, that and the abyss have best after dates instead of best before. I didn't notice that. I can huh. see how this will change to be better. It's definitely uh, mellow. I just assumed it said best before. Well, we'll put a <laughs> we'll put a sealer on it and save the rest of it until. Yeah. Or drink it. <laughs> or drink it. I'll drink it. Well, they did, do we know when they started making Black Butte Anniversary? 23 years ago? Well, no, no, no. But they, <laughs> I know I that. Was... No. <laughs> no, because like, Black Butte, the first time I had it was 2009. Or 2008. Yeah, I don't know. And it was uh, it blew my mind back then. That's relatively new to me because I'm Midwesterners. We don't get this good stuff. You say Mythbusters? <laughs> Midwesterners. <laughs> <laughs> Who can be Mythbusters? <laughs> Let's see if we got all the things on that I wanted to talk about. At this point, we should just keep drinking and go exactly. down with the ship. All right, so we only have one last thing to say on beer school, and that is... Class <laughs> Dismissed! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now you can keep listening if you want, but now it's just going to degenerate into degeneration. <laughs> if you thought we went off topic before, yeah. Now just wait. <laughs> yeah. uh, wasting thirty minutes of your life right about now. We still have black. Well, we can talk about this this uh, review. Well, we have okay. old Rasputin to drink, and we've got. We uh, don't have to drink bourbon it. to drink too. No, we, we and there's t- there's we always uh, absinthe in the in the in the <laughs> real absinthe with wormwood. Yeah. Oh, well, it's from St. George, so. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm trying. So, the next East Bay thing we're doing for the BABB. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the Fireside Lounge. Uh, I talked to someone about that. I was like, oh, we're going to go to the Fireside Lounge. And uh, they were like, didn't that place go to business like two years ago? And I was like, oh, I guess someone bought it and they're starting it up again. Oh. Um, so, it's near the Naval Station where St. George is. So, I'm wondering. There's a way that we could go to St. George. George before going to the fireside because... And there's a beer angle there at St. George. There's what? There's a beer angle, a reason for going to St. George. They don't, they're probably not serving it, but Schmaltz distilled their beer there. Really? About four or five months ago. I would yeah. think that every brewery, when a beer goes bad, would distill it and see what happens. Just because it seems like such a waste. Uh, I don't know. It's all you know what it is. It's about uh, room to do it. Mm. Yeah, remember uh, Alec from Uncommon Brewers said he would be all for it. And he, actually, remember he said he would. He kind of has that intention to do it eventually. Yeah. Whenever he gets his next big space. Yeah. So that guy was great. Mm-hmm. It's it's so funny that he's right in Santa Cruz, and I never see any of his stuff in the Bay Area. I was talking to somebody uh, 
about our visit downtown Common Brewers. And yeah. they said, yeah, a couple of years ago, you know, you big burst onto the scene with a lot of, you know, great beer or new and interesting beer. And then they said they didn't know what had happened to them. Because, yeah, you don't see the beer a whole lot mm. up here, at least. And they hadn't come out with anything new. But it sounds like, you know, from what we saw you know, a week ago, it sounds mm. like he's got a lot coming out now. When we were uh, down in Uncommon Brewers, they had been facing a lot of uh, equipment issues. We mm-hmm. ordered nine tanks. Was it nine or I don't six remember tanks? The exact number. Like huge tanks, and they were all named after the Beatles. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like Ringo and. I think well, Ringo wasn't there. I think Ringo oh, was Ringo's. bad. <laughs> uh, John and. Uh, they were all John built. Had a hole in the top of it. They were all built three feet too high. Well, so there we, had to be a couple holes. <laughs> <laughs> they were built three feet too high, so they couldn't fit in the actual brewery. Uh, they weren't food grade polished on the inside. Wow, uh, bad metal. They started rusting yeah. on the spot, like within a couple weeks. Like, huh. where do they come from? We don't know. Yeah, we didn't ask. But that was the first question that another brewer asked me. Where did they? <laughs> he was no, like, like, "Where? Who is we, the supplier?" We, no, we don't want to. We don't ever want to buy those again. Yeah, he's just, like, "It's up to the lawyers now." <laughs> there was one. It was just sitting there, shrink wrap still. Yeah, uh, just taking horrible. up space. So probably what happened was some broker had. Broker redirected some from Maybe. some fermenters from China, and they were just Garbage. badly made. And he had a problem with his lotter turn too. The forks yeah. were yeah. grounding out, and he couldn't. They turn started the mash. They started bending. They started bending. <laughs> what? Yeah, and they're like they're like four inches off the bottom or something like that, so they don't actually stir up everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was like oh my mm. god, dude, this sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, he's basically been through the ringer. It sounded, it sounded like sounds like somebody's just. Well, I just don't understand knowingly. how you can be like. I want a sixty barrel fermenter. I want it fifty feet high. It's got to have these adaptions to it. Mm-hmm. It's got to be stainless steel. Bring it, and then they they screw it up. How? Well, okay. So let's say that this got made that because there's a lot of fermenters that are being made in China, mm. and so this guy had a fermenter that got shipped. That somebody said, no, I don't actually want that anymore. He had it stuck on his warehouse, and he's like, okay, I'm going to flip this. And he gets rid of it for, you know, $30,000. It's a plausible explanation. And because the guy's like, 30000 that sounds like a deal. Okay, I'll take it. And yeah. he gets it, and it's just a, it's just a crap fermenter. Mm. I mean, you know, there's, there's, only, there's only so many places in the world that make those, that make fermenters. Yeah. And so, you know, that, the question is, who made it? Because if you know these guys made it or these guys made it, then you have a problem. Because those guys make really good, good stuff. Yeah. And you can send the fermenter back and go fix this, and they will re-engineer whatever the problem is. Yeah. But this seemed like it was beyond. This was fixable. like a night, this is like they put together the tanks with like tin foil or something. Yeah. It's like what that's the? horrible. Did he had said something about? He had said something about something being magnetized, like that's how they had figured it out. Mm. I forget. I don't know. Wish I could tell that story. Really so we have this this uh, review that I think is hilarious. From Sacramento. Talk, yeah, from this is from the Sacramento Bee. A guy named Blair Anthony Robertson wrote it, and I think we should try to have him on the show sometime because he's only in Sacramento. Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is is a uh, well, one of the things here. That's Who kinda, sent this to you? Um, this was on the Twitter. Oh, this came from uh, from uh, it was a twat. It came from Rick Sellers. <laughs> Rick Sellers was uh, the guy who was uh, was uh, quoting this. 
<laughs> he twat. Well, he, no, he, no, no, a quote, twat. Oh, okay. Uh, right? So I, he was I twoting. didn't laugh. <laughs> so he was twoting. So the, in the middle of this thing, it's a... Uh, so the guy orders a beer, a white ale called Line and Kugel's Sunset Wheat. Our server, a young woman, immediately grinned and nodded. My instincts told me I was in trouble, and I was. Good choice, she said. We call that Fruity Pebbles. Uh. <laughs> so have you... I don't know if you've had Line and Kugel's Summer Wheat. No. I had their... Lindenberry or something, or yeah, what they have recently uh, when I was back. The berry in beer, fruity pebbles. <laughs> well, so we were talking about um, this came up because of the pink beer thing that was that was floating around a while. Oh, ago. are you talking about the chick beer? Yeah. Oh, oh man. And I and I was and I actually had to defend them. This for, no, no, not not them. But I defended the beer that was aimed specifically at women. And I'm like, uh, you know what the whole Foster, line, you're... the whole line and Kugels, uh, uh, the uh, the berry thing, mm-hmm. and this beer and these other things, these have been found by women, and without them being advertised too, it's become a very popular beer sure. f- for the demographic between 21 and 30. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm I, not. I mean, I'm not, the beer de- selling I'm not defending. Look. I'm not defending. Beer aimed to women. I'm right. just saying that here's beer, this specific thing, and here is, yeah, it's a case of one, but this 20-something server liked the beer. But you can't, like, this is where it goes wrong, where it's like, you can't brew a beer specifically designed towards women because that's that's terrible. That's like, that's, I mean, it's, when you go to a bar and you order a Tom Collins, you know what you're getting. Yeah. When you get a Cosmopolitan, you know what you're getting. Chicks know that they like Cosmopolitans. Guys know they like Tom Collins. That's just an organic thing that happens from, oh, I really like this beer. It's like word of mouth. But to come out and be like, oh, my God, try out this chick drink that's called Cosmopolitan. You'll love it. Like that's. I guess what I'm saying is that Line and Kugels did mm-hmm. not specifically go out and make Wait, they did specifically go out and make a beer. However, they didn't go out specifically and say, hey, you, 20-something. You need to buy this. You need to buy this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the difference between the pink beer and, uh, and, and this beer. Anyway, the guy, he was, uh, I mean, he calls himself a food critic. So one of the things <laughs> that happens is, you know, there's 126 different beers on, their, on, on the list. 127 this, to be 127, precise. right. And he could have gone down the list and gone, yeah, 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 ooh, yeah, yeah, ooh, you know, and then found those uncommon things on the list mm. to try out. Um, he ends up getting a Kona Longboard. Mm. That's nice. And an Anderson Valley Hopotten. And, uh, you know, so here's the, f- the funny thing about this is, is that... You know, uh, <laughs> the twenty-something is uh, describes these things on the menu as amazing, or if it wasn't amazing, awesome. Mm. And There's so, a- so part of it, part of the problem is this. You know, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Well, I will name the place in a second. But the idea is, is that when you have basically a mass, a, a mass chain market kind of store. The people that walk into there are going to have very minimal training. Mm. 
They're going to learn the menu. They're not going to have the verbs in order to describe everything. Uh, you know, they're there to move a table as quickly as possible. And it's, you know, kind of not their job to, you know, be the descriptor of absolutely everything on the menu. I'm still amazed when I go to a restaurant and I'm like, what's this wine like? And they're like, oh, it's very like blah, blah, blah. And they have like 80 wines on tap or in bottles. And I'm like, yeah. how do you know this how do you stuff? Know this? Like, this is amazing. You guys must have, like, weekend powwows or something. Well, which restaurant? (laughs) That's the first question. Yeah. No, if there's 80 wines on the menu, right, they're going to – and they've been there for six months. Eventually, they're going to be – have been exposed to all 80 of those wines. But this guy is also assuming that what one person finds awesome is also, to him, awesome. Right. So, like, if I went up to him and said, this beer is great, he's probably not going to like it or he will like it depending on – well, that's true. I mean, you. I mean, the first question I always ask when a person's saying, oh, "I don't know what to get," I'm like, "Well, what do you normally get? What's your go-to beer?" Yeah. And they'll say, uh, "I really like Glenn Kugel's Summer Harvest." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Then you should have, yeah. You know, your your beer to get next is uh, Trumer Pills, mm. which tastes nothing like Fruity Pebbles, but, <laughs> but they'll probably like." I have a friend who loves fruit in their beer. And so now whenever I buy, whenever I have a party and they're coming over, I get half of Yeah. I'm like, tastes like bananas. Yay. Exactly. <laughs> I think this is really poorly written overall. Sacramento. <laughs> I, this is really, this, this, this is like Yelp quality writing. Well, it is. And on page, you know, on the it's second page. It's not cohesive at all. Um, it's just well, sort of like scattershot thoughts here and there, just sort of in a list format. Yeah. The other problem that I have with it is that, you know, the review <clears throat> of anything should be taken for what it is. You're going into a corporate store that's, you know, that's a uh, uh, cheesecake factory, mm, Applebee's. Applebee's, these kind of things, that kind of, right? And so, what the hell is that? Oh, you're playing with, well, the, with the wax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John needs to have his hands. They can't be <laughs> idle while he's sitting Instead of around. oral fixation, I have a <laughs> yeah. hand fixation. So the more there's, he drinks, uh, the there's more this he black fills. turd on the table. <laughs> and it's the, the, the wax from the Deschutes 23. That I've shredded and with was, my fingernails. And, I, and it just looked wrong. It was like, what? Okay. <laughs> but, but you're right. Like, if I go into BJ's brew house, like, my level of expectation on the quality of their beer is going to be lower than if I go to Drake's. Right. Well, and BJ's has even changed. I mean, they're the, you know, the number of beers that they're on that are on tap from BJ's is less, and they're embracing more local stuff. Mm. Right. So you know, you go to you go to the BJ's down in uh, at Tanfran. I still have to go to the one. In, I guess it's like right near the San Bruno Bart Station. Yeah, I, I've never. That's been. the one. Yeah, yeah. we should uh, make attempt to. The go guy there. who's the the owner there, or the manager or something, is like, dude, keep, come on, it's right near Bart. I'm yeah, like, uh, I just can't yeah, no, he bring keeps, myself keep to go running into there they have some beer dinners going on and some other things like that he was actually on the skunk train last year i was yeah. like what what's the guy from bj's doing at the skunk train <laughs> he's enjoying his his powers <laughs> yeah. but i guess you know the problem the, the problem with any of these things is it can only be it can be what are the expectations of the other people that are going there you know, the place is obviously full. There was a 45-minute wait, so it must be okay. Mm. I don't know. 
it's uh it goes into the whole thing where it's like because there's a line it's or it's hard to get it's better yeah and uh for instance there's a pizza shop down on i think it's like 11th and howard that the guy only opens from five to eight and it's one guy running the kitchen and the pizzas cost like 30 bucks a piece Hmm. and he's from he's like a new york pizza guy and it's it's okay pizza but it's not worth the wait you know or there's a there's easy uh it's a gelato place in elmwood over in berkeley and the line out there is always 30 people deep and the ice cream there not as good as the place two blocks down i mean it's it's the same it's just for some reason people love congregating at that place they they see the line and they go man i gotta must be good oh yeah look at all these people they can't be wrong nope they can't be just want to get them hearing explosions or something. Oh, God. You're having 9-11 paranoia <laughs> and, then, right and, then, and then there's cop cars so going the by. Other, <laughs> so the other part the guy's complaining explosions is... Explosions are me ripping The ass. other guy's complaining <laughs> is the $101 tab. Uh, for... For... Two people? For two people, uh, steak, prawns... Oh, prawns. Uh, yeah, prawns would be good. And some appetizers and, and probably four beers. That's pretty pricey. Well, I don't know. What's, you know, 20, 20, that's 40 for bucks the meals. for the meals. Let's just say 15, at the, let's just say 12 for an appetizer. All right, so let's just call it, all right, 12. And then um, four beers, let's say 20. Uh, let's go 25. Let's say 25, just just to be on the, because they're bottles, and they're, could be six, five to seven bucks. Plus tax and tip. Maybe that's... So you're up to 77 bucks right there. Yeah, 77 So he's ordered something. They've ordered some more stuff on, on this, obviously. Did he dessert? Maybe no, he got, he like, the 18-ounce the New York steak or something like oh, that. Oh, he ordered mac and cheese. All right. Yep. So mac was, and cheese? <laughs> well, it was, it was described as... Described as mac and cheese was amazing. Well, I would... The other thing about a, better be a coated review in gold. is... I would expect <laughs> him to order quite a few things because yeah. you want to get a feel for the menu. Right. So it's not necessarily a reflection of what the average person would eat. It's a reflection mm. of the, what a reviewer would eat to get a review. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> doesn't he say he tried the burger, too? On a different occasion. Oh. So, anyway, he spent all whole some total of 200 bucks on this, and it doesn't... Well, here, spicy tuna roll... Let's just say I won't be Not going served. to that place uh, next time I go to Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, anyway, Yard House. <laughs> it's a pretty long review. It is a pretty long review. I, you, there's three things to take away from this. Is One of them is, is that please, when you go to a place that has a long line, understand that the whole kitchen is slammed. And so the things that you're going to get that might be normally cooked well might be different than they would be mm-hmm. if it was a... A slower night. They ate a ton of food. They had the brownie. They had the souffle. <laughs> Jesus. That's... You're yeah. complaining about 101 bucks. This reviewer is falling down and down into... Uh... All right. Uh... The other thing is, is that, you know, just be aware. If you go to a place, try to try to find the uncommon things. You know, the bottle list is there. It's there for a reason. There's those things are, you know, the beers there. Somebody's taking care of that. There's a guy in charge of that. You know, and if you don't know, ask or order anyway. And because you're only committing to seven bucks. Yeah. Take a risk, basically. 
Try yeah. something you've never Try seen something before. Try something you've never seen before. Yeah. And then as you're walking to your table when you're being served, notice, look around and see what people are getting. You know, if it's a sea of burgers, go with burgers. If it's a sea of fish, <laughs> go with fish. And uh, if the 27-something is using the same verbs to describe things again and again, guess what? Probably not the most... Uh, Probably not, not the most knowledgeable. Excuse me, did we I don't open think... this? We no, didn't. we didn't. It's still in the fridge. You want to get it? I'd rather have this than the Old Rasputin. I mean, because I, I drink Old Rasputin the all other, the time. The other one thing I want to quote out of this that I find very interesting I'll is... I'll get it. Right. The knowledge, at least from a beer perspective of this brewer, probably isn't that great. Because he said, I recognize some of the beers... Including Bud Light and Stella. <laughs> oh. Though I wanted to go with something a tad more difficult to pronounce, if not adventurous to taste. So, listeners, don't pick something just because you can't pronounce it. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be a good tip. Uh, so his his basis for choosing things was not based on the ingredients or what sounded tasty. It was how it was pronounced. Well, and the, here, here's, here's another... So. so the guy doesn't... Here's the thing. He doesn't know beer at all. So, uh, including one called Moostrol, which is how I might describe the sauce on the barbecue ribs. So, you've had Moostrol, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've had Moostrol, right? Yep. Yep. So we've all had Moostrol, and I would not describe that beer as sauce on ribs. No. No, it's, it's not a, it's not that viscous. No, it's delicious in fact. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Like he could have gone with that beer as as experience as his experience and done just fine. That may yeah. have been a good pairing with the ribs. I think this guy <laughs> I think I don't know. Like I've 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 realized that a lot of critics are kind of inflammatory in order to get people to view their writing. Yeah. And so they make crazy statements in order to be noticed. But you I think that's you're right, but if you look at the title of the review it doesn't hint at all what is in the content of it. It says basically dining review, colon, beer and ahi are yard house highlights. Mm. So he, it kind of is like a, like this is a place you should check out. It's a, yeah, there's, right. a, there's a highlight there. And then he spends the first half of it, let's just say 500 words, trashy. And <laughs> so, they wonder why print media is dying. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, so this goes back to our slow food thing, whereas one of the things is to talk or promoting taste education. And the review doesn't really promote any of those things. It basically says, this was bland, this was yucky, this I didn't like. Yeah, it doesn't elaborate. You know, it doesn't elaborate. And so if we're really going to taste education, if we're going to bring that up, it's really to, A, the server, and B, the person who's ordering, to read those descriptions and to ask about that stuff. Totally. Yeah. All right. Well, I'd like to open up this beer. It's the Widmer Brothers Reserve Barrel Age Bourbon, Ale Age and Bourbon Barrels, limited release number three, fall 2010. Um, the question I have is it says, for this special release, we've taken our winter seasonal burr and aged it in Kentucky bourbon barrels. Hidden in the beautiful dark amber color are aromas of vanilla and caramel that complement. Perfectly the presence of bourbon. Soft oak flavors transition into a sweet yet slightly dry finish after aging the ale for four months. The malt and hop complexity of burr has melded harmoniously with the bourbon barrels and become a truly one-of-a-kind beer. I understand now why you never get any stone brewing uh, beers on this show because 
if you actually read the label, it would take like 10 minutes. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to have a microscope. Or yeah, you do. You have to have a microscope or a, uh, a megaphone or a, no, that's not the word, magnifying glass. Magnifying Sorry. glass. Sorry. Yeah. You know what? Uh, ever since I got hit on the head of, with a back, or How the back of the head, I'm walking home from the bar, you got yeah. going to the train, the and I got hit on the head, back of the head, with a baseball bat. Holy Guy God. driving by sees it and stops this Who hit mugging. You? I don't know. Was he mugging you? I don't know. Huh? I mean, he doesn't remember. I mean, I don't remember the whole that part of it. I don't. But I don't remember getting smacked. I just remember I'm on the ground, and some guy's like, "Dude, their help is on the way." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "What happened?" I'm like, "Okay." So anyway, what's happened since is that sometimes I can't find the word. And so mm. I have to go through iteration of the word in order to be. So that's why I said microscope and then megaphone and then. Jesus, dude. <laughs> I can't, I can't find the word. word sometimes. This guy sent out on Twitter, I got hit in the back of the head with a baseball bat. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like an ass now. I said, I said, I just said, how about I hit you in the face with a baseball bat and even it out? <laughs> yeah, okay. After <laughs> <laughs> it happened? No, I, no, this, I, no, no. Because yeah. this happened two years ago. Okay. And uh, so anyway, the dan- so for the last two years, I've been slowly putting my brain back together. But you know, stuff got left on the sidewalk. Oh sure. And one of them was word associate or the specific word that I'm thinking of. Wow. And just drawing a blank. And I'm like, no, I I hear I say a word. I'm like, no, that's not the right word. Oh. You know, I've heard helps is uh is a uh, fungus. Fungus helps you find your brain. Fungus. What kind of fungus? Uh, the the fun kind. <laughs> oh, those kind. Oh yeah, yeah. You could experiment in that. So I have a question. Uh, yeah. This is Brothers Reserve. How come only one brother is signed off on this beer? Really? Well, no, there's, like a, there's like there are two names, and then one has a check mark, and the other one doesn't. It's like, oh, I don't really like this beer, but my brother does. So here you go. Well, we could ask Kurt. They're willing to listen. Mm. I mean, we only saw him just a little while ago. That was. That oh, was we're a fun sitting night. in beer. Oh, we, we were going to talk about that. Yeah, we're sitting in beer because that beer is brewed. We're almost. I think it's ready to go. Wait, 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 wait. So rewind. Who's sending who beer? <laughs> this is the important part. Oh, so from the Winmer night, we haven't actually talked. about You guys it. stole all the. No, hot I was. I was gone. We stole all the you citron hops. bitch. That were in the plates. <laughs> that were on the in the glass sample cups. So, yeah, you yeah. We walked around and we poured them all into into a bigger glass. It was me and Gail. And so Gail took half, and I took the other half. You guys were hammered. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> and so I took all these hops, and, and then I sent Richard a thing. I'm like, dude, I took all the hops from the from the uh, Choose Your Path. Yeah. Uh, that's not the name of the place. Yeah, you are right. Cho- uh, awesome. Brew Your Craft. No, that's not yeah. the name Yeah. The Windmer. The Windmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Windmer <laughs> at the Great American Music Hall. Yeah. So I and I took all the hops and I as we were leaving, I told I saw Kurt. I'm like, hey Kurt, I'm I'm taking all the hops from upstairs. He's like, Oh, okay. Like he, <laughs> like he didn't like he didn't know there was hops up there. I'm like, Yeah, so I'll send you a bottle when we're when we're done. We're brewing tomorrow. And uh, we weren't actually brewing tomorrow, but we brewed the next week. Oh, so you're gonna send him so I'm going to send him... Him beer with the hops you stole. Yep, stolen hops beer. <sighs> Thanks, dude. I remember this beer being very, very heavy on the bourbon side of things. I mean, obviously it is bourbon barrel, but like... We had this beer on the show uh, when Jesse and his when Jesse was talking about... Um, this was right after the beer dinner that we went to, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 
I just feel so left out when I don't get invited. Don't be. <laughs> oh, that was oh, that was a really. I'm so glad I didn't go to that pyramid invite. <laughs> oh yeah, the pyramid. That was. Uh, oh, it's that not. Wasn't, that wasn't so bad. It's not haywire anymore. It's just. It's just half. Yeah, Jay and I, we looked at each other like, I said, "There's really no news here. Yeah. <laughs> What's the news?" <laughs> I tell you, I emailed them back and said, "Oh, is this like? Because I was just there a week earlier. I'm like, oh, is this like involving you guys dropping haywire from the name because?" One of the servers told me that. They were like, uh, you're going to have to come and find out. One of the servers <laughs> told me that. So they don't have Apple Liptite uh, security. No, no. no I, was, yes. I was sneaky. I, was, uh, I put you, on my here, spy put on this. Put on this lip balm. What is it? It's Liptite. <laughs> Loose Not, lips, sync, pressure. I think releases. this is mellowed. Yeah, this has, gotten a a lot, this has gotten a lot better. It's a lot smoother, which is much better. Wow, that is very mellow. Uh, I want to say, Ooh. yeah, but a year is good. This is a almost year. a year. Well, it's probably been in the bottle for a year. It's been in. When was that? That thing it's was in October. In October. Yeah. So that Widmer night, uh, they invited a bunch of Bay Area beer bloggers out. It. They said, "Come on down. We 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 questioned the uh, we questioned Kurt and we talked with him for an hour about his beers and everything and." He's like, you know, what we're trying to do is expand into different markets because everyone down in, here in the Bay Area is like, oh, Windmere, all, all you guys make is Hefeweizen, you know? It's like, oh, actually we make like 12 different beers, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, that night, it was at the Great American Music Hall. They had live music and the food, like the chef there. Oh, my God, that guy so they, is a they genius. They found a good local chef. That guy. No, no, that guy's the chef at Great American Music Hall, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. He's fucking... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Nobody's listening at this I'm point. Not taking anymore. that okay. one out uh, either. He's got he's got a mohawk that's probably six inches tall, and the food he brought out was amazing. Like we're mohawk. talking like cher- like strawberries the size of my fist dipped in chocolate. The uh, the butterscotch pudding. Oh, uh, I must have eaten yeah. like half a gallon of that stuff. It was good. And it, every single dish out there was amazing, and it was all paired with one of the beers. And it was phenomenal. And the funny thing was, is that uh, I talked with this one guy out front who I thought I recognized, but it turns out I didn't. Uh, (laughs) And I'm like, hey, how'd you get into this event? And he's like, oh, there was a Groupon. I was like, what? Are you serious? Did you get a Groupon? He's like, yeah, I lived two blocks away and there was a Groupon, so I decided to come. And he's like, and then I got pissed because they were just handing out tickets in the front. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. They did that. I think they had to have like a minimum amount of people coming, and I, maybe fifty-five bucks or whatever it was was too much. And see, when I they was just didn't want to have an empty venue. When I first found out about that event, it was full, and I put it on the Barry Craft Beer calendar. Yeah, I swear it was seventy-five dollars. It was priced at seventy-five dollars, mm. and then a couple weeks before leading up to it, because they had contacted me in, in advance. I had saw that the I was like, well, wait, fifty five. Yeah, mm. and so obviously I think they had dropped the price because they weren't selling. And then I wouldn't advertise it on my write a post about it in exchange for tickets because I was like, you should just pay me to <laughs> pay me to write about it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so that's funny to hear that they resorted to the Groupon and then just <sighs> basically flat out gave them away. In the end. I, I heard the crowd was definitely diff- was definitely the a crowd was not crowd. beer crowd. I'll tell There's you not that. anything. Terribly I mean, it, wrong. It with wasn't that, but the it definitely... usual beer crowd. 
It was, no, it was a great crowd. I, I mean, everyone there was nice. Everyone was like, you know, no one was getting into fights or anything like that. But, <laughs> but it was like, it was definitely people that you're like, oh, these, they're, I think they're new to beer. Uh-huh. And uh, I could, uh, it was great to see so many people out there, but I could see where nobody really knows anything about Widmer. And so no one really wants to buy a $55 ticket to go see something that, oh, all the half a glass and I can drink, you know? They just didn't expect that right. there would be all this beer. And, and honestly, that was the best food I've ever had at a beer festival, yeah. bar well, the, none. The, I think the Bay Area, you know, the concept of paying money for an event like that is it's pretty ingrained now here. Like, because it goes on a lot here. But in other cities, not, not or mm. in general, if you're not used to that concept of paying, you know, 50 bucks to go to a beer event... Yeah, you know, it's not always necessarily going to fly with everybody. Well, plus when usually when you spend that high, it's either like, I guess they just didn't emphasize that it was going to be endless food of the awesome way, caliber. The way that it, the way that it read, yeah, was you were going to get to try, you know, like one of everything, and that was it. Mm. It was uh, like you know not, not that it was like a table full of food, but just. Yeah, okay. you're gonna get one of you these. Get one of this, and then you know, one of, one of that, that and one of that. It. It's like, okay, that's it. So it's like, oh, beer pairings. Oh, huh. Mm. <clears throat> and the thing that the the way that it was presented in the press release was very different from the event that actually happened. Interesting. That event was amazing. I loved that event. Yeah, it was really fun. You know, and more breweries should actually do events like that. Yeah. You know, where you go and you have a night. And it's kind of speaking of slow. Stunk train. <clears throat> you know, it's not it's not fast. Yeah. You don't have you don't feel rushed. It's four hours long and you know, you can have a pint of something and and all the all these foods and try mm-hmm. these different things and I mean where else are you gonna get fish on chip? Yeah. <laughs> Shooters of clam chowder, uh deep fried prawns that were phenomenal. Yeah, those were good. They did another good event during C B C at an Indian restaurant a couple blocks away from the hotel. And it was interesting because they featured all of their IPAs and then a double IPA. And they paired it with, like, varying degrees of Indian spicy food. And it was really great way to sort of figure out how that hops and, you know, in, you know interacted with the Indian food. It was really mm. good. But it was... It was uh, nothing that was sort of widely publicized. I sort of jumped on somebody else's coattails. They're like, "Oh, you should go to this." <laughs> Sounds fun. But they think... do good. They're they're my. I brought that up because it, you know they do a good job of the events that they do. And I, but well, the like problem the... is, it costs a good amount of money to do that kind of stuff. It does, but you know, keep in mind, they're one of the few big. Excuse me, they're one of the few. Uh, of the Craft Brewers Guild or whatever it is, Craft Brewers. I want to say in the in the top twenty, they're one of the few that does that kind of marketing. Mm. I mean, sure, Sierra Nevada has had beer camp where they've brought every single writer except for me. So at, <laughs> up at, there at Santa Cruz, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, a Troy McClure SF brought uh, a, a mixer like the the twelve pack of yeah. beer camp. You know, it was left over at the end of the weekend. No. All the beer camp beers. Interesting. <laughs> really? Yeah. that's. I've got so many. Like, of that 12-pack, I think we drank maybe four. I know. Everything I had, else was gone. That was all that was left. People I know just, I had a double. What was, just, what was what was what was off with it? Out. Just 
I think people just didn't really like that kind of uh, that they didn't like the uh, the juniper. Oh. I didn't. I didn't like the juniper. Well, they yeah, didn't but... like uh, the. I mean, the California Common was kind of like meh. California Common. While the alternative beer was to open up a bomber of you know something awesome. I was just know? gonna. I was just gonna say <laughs> yeah. it was up against some very tough competition yeah, it, was, it was like it like only only at a california beer party would there be like something awesome that was actually like low i could probably actually read through what we had <laughs> I, had, I, had over, I think i had over 40 beers like that weekend wow damn my being sick <laughs> i'm just curious now i have to like actually go well, back this and beer see. has this beer is definitely not the beer that I had a year ago. No, not at all. It's mm-hmm. a way. This is exactly what they had in mind when they made this beer. I think you're right. Yeah. It's, it's... And I and I criticized on the show last that it was uh, it tasted thin. You know, there wasn't a lot of body to it, and no, I was wrong. Time aged. Let's see. Oh, you're checking in. Um, no, I, I, untapped. On a burr. I really like the name burr. Bourbon. Well, the, it's, I mean, it's their winter season. That's what I they know, but I for. love the name. I think it's just a great name. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard so many brewers just be pissed about all the different hop names that people come up with, like trying to like do puns on hops. They're like, look, it's it's done. Pretty much, like, would have thought they were exhausted at this point. Yeah. But no. <laughs> yeah, they keep going out with new ones like Hop, Hop Up Star. Hop, I've seen yeah. that one recently. Popocalypse. Apocalypto. <laughs> no, there's a there's a beer that uh, Drake spirits. Hopocalypse. Hop. <coughs> Apocalypse. Hopocalypse. But I can't yeah. pronounce it that way. Or the very first time I looked at it, and I just like looked at it, I'm like, oh, I have the Hopocalypse, and everybody's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Apocalypse. <laughs> my dad growing what up. What did they get for naming the beer that though? My dad was uh was born in nineteen forty four and uh he read the comic books and he thought for the longest time that it was Yosemite Sam. <laughs> He's like Yosemite Sam, you know. Ah Bugs Bunny Boo Boo Boo. It's like, oh Yosemite. Oh, oh that yeah, makes way more different. sense. Yosemite <laughs> Sam. Yo's might Sam. <clears throat> well, traveling through, uh, I was in Atlanta. This would have been 25 years ago or whatever, and I'd never been there before. And we're driving around. I'm reading the map. I'm like, okay, turn right on Ponte de Leon. Oh, Ponte Pont- de Leon. <laughs> Ponte de Leon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my friend's like, Ponte de Leon. They're like, yo, see it. And then we drive up, and it's P, you know, punk. <laughs> he's like, dude, that's not how you say that. Mm. They, uh, a friend of mine made fun of me because I, I called the 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 Segway, the little like right, yeah, the Segway. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a Segway. It's a Segway. <laughs> like I've just never used Segway in a sentence before. <laughs> it's Segway. So uh, what did you give give this beer? I just, I'm, I'm just, you gave it four out of five. I gave it four yes. out of five. <laughs> yeah. And that's then, quick. And then <laughs> How many friends do you have? I have like 550 friends on Untapped. 
Really? I'm nowhere near that. No, I just started at, like, whenever I saw someone that was on there that started describing the beer that they were drinking, I was, like, at his friend. Like, because I'm way more interested when someone on Untapped is like, oh, it's malty and blah, blah, blah. Like, friend, yes, I want to hear more about what this person is saying instead of, like, checking, 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 checking. I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have time to do full on notes. Yeah, you, sometimes I don't have time, and sometimes I do, and it, it, my, I vary back and forth. Continuing my story about butchering words, yeah. so I was in San Diego, and I was meeting my friend who lived in La Jolla. So I write L A H O W or H O Y Y A La Jolla La Jolla. It's a, actually La Jolla is spelled La Jolla. La Jolla. J O L. So here I am driving around this area of San Diego, and I'm like, okay. Lajala. I'm supposed. <laughs> okay, so. Jala hala. I'm like, okay, so I call him, like, dude, I'm in this place called Lajala. And he's like, that's it. You're here. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I pronounced it that way the first time I was. How about uh, in Indiana, there's uh, caramel or something like that? And then in, in California, there's caramel? Or, yeah, caramel. Or, uh, it's, it's, there's a caramel in there's caramel in, in uh, caramel yeah but in in indianapolis they don't call it caramel they call it caramel or something like that they might call it yeah but it in, in california they call caramel caramel or they call it caramel so it's, it's a like, better example of, of that in indiana outside of indianapolis is there's a town that if you look down at you'd say Le- lebanon mm. but they call it lebanon mm. <laughs> lebanon my buddy lives in Peru, which is right next, actually right down the street from Mexico, Indiana, <laughs> where they apparently developed compasses, and all the streets are perfectly aligned to north and south because the guy wanted that way, because he developed compasses. Compass. Is there a wall on the north side of town? Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Traveling on the east coast, I was driving to Gotta Boston. Got to South Bend. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I had booked... A hotel or a room at it's uh, at uh, Worcestershire. Oh God, Worcester, Worcester. That's it. I was at Worcester. You were thinking of the sauce. I was, and so anyway, I booked a room <laughs> in Worcester, and I'm I'm driving, and I'm looking for this place. I'm like, so I, you know, I don't know where it is yet, and I ask the next gas station. I'm like. Yeah, so I'm looking for Worcester, uh, the ex, the next ex. That's like coming up, right? And the guy goes, and he looks at me just like you did. <laughs> and he's like, you're not from around here, are you? But it's totally thick Bostonian, and I can't yeah. understand him. And I'm like, uh, he goes, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and like, wow, I am not from here. <clears throat> and so he slowed down, and I finally kind of figured out what he was saying, and and then I get to my place and I check in. I'm like, so how do you pronounce the name of this town? And it's Worcester. Worcester. Mm. You know, there is no Worcester CH. There is no, there is no ER. It's Worcester. I'm like, yeah. what? No. There's a, that's up in Seattle, too, where they, where they build Boeing. It's, uh, there's like Puyallup. That's not where Boeing is, but Puyallup is in, it's not Redmond. It's, uh, it's another one. It starts with an R. Uh, but there's 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 tons in Redding. Washington State. It's not Redding either. Uh, Renton. It's R E N T O N, and people are like Renton, and you're like, no, it's 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 Renton. <laughs> it's like Renton. R E N. Yeah. Renton. Renton. No Renton. <laughs> <There's... clears throat> but 
in the Washington State, you get that a lot because there's a lot of Indian or Native American tribes. Oh, no, I'm going to have this, uh, this uh, 23. Oh. All right. I think How long I'm, have we been going for? Too long. I'm really tired now. I'm really tired. I'm tired from Well, it's just two hours. Okay. Well, we stopped at the... Uh, we stopped we get at homework, and this is all just bonus footage, This is just footage, bonus right? footage, right? <laughs> and, you know, this is the other thing about the reviews that I don't read anymore is that people complain that the show's too long. I'm like, no, it's a bunch of guys sitting around having a session. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. How are, how are we going to condense the last two hours into 15 minutes? Uh, <laughs> well, what did we start with? We started with the Kalamazoo, mm. K-Zoo. Then we went to Not Weasel Beer. Then we had the <laughs> John Henry. Three Licks Biker Ale. Whatever. Made a pit stop racist, at the Thirsty Bear. Racist beer. Yeah, made a pit stop at... It's at, like how Jesus is always white. You know, it's like, uh, Jesus was not white. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so we took a detour with the Cherry State. Yep. And then moved on to... To the, uh, Black Butte. Honestly, Black I kind of... Looking at it right now, I, I want to go back to the Cherry State. And then well, we there's, some, there's more left. We're that, currently on the detour, barrel-aged bourbon... All right. Well, I can't believe everybody's stuck along with us this long. But yeah, there's no if way. If they did, they don't have anything better to do. <laughs> should, they should come up with something awesome that they'll like. If they stayed this long, they should be thankful that they stayed. Well, this long. Uh, we'll send you a John Henry if you uh, send us something back. That sounds like a fair trade. Yeah. We only have three John Henrys. I know, but we'll send you. <laughs> you just spoiled it. Oh, sorry. You just sorry. ruined it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we'll send you a John Henry if, you, uh, if you're one of the three people that sends us stuff. And uh, we could talk about that Pliny the Elder sketch we were going to do. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that until it's out. Okay, so uh, we're not going to talk about that. It'll be funny. So I already, I've already told all my beer friends it'll piss everyone off. So that's that's good. That's the best part about playing the elder so sketches. You, you, yeah. They may be angry, but it'll be funny for us. Oh, it'll be so <laughs> funny for us. Yeah, they'll be they'll be like, damn those Bay Area. All right, people. if you find any of us at a Bay Area bar and you recognize the voice, you can come up behind any of us and go buy me a beer, and I go okay. <laughs> And we don't actually give say, our names out on this, do, do we? we? Do we give our names out? We haven't. No. No. We didn't last we, time either. We forgot. No. Oh, we forgot. Oh, I didn't know realize we were supposed no, to do we that. Forgot. So if, they, if, if they're listening this long, their reward was to the names of the people of right being able to find names of the show. Well, now that I have to pay for a beer, I don't know if I want to give out my name. All right. Well, then don't. Good. My name, just is, other... my name is Brian Steckschulte. Wait, hey, that's my name. My name is John Halen. I am NorCal Beer Guy. And I am Bear Craft Beer slash All Over Beer, and I'm going to buy you growlers, as many as you want. Awesome. In reverse. In reverse. <laughs> so wait, they're buying you beers? Yes, growlers, all that I want. All that I want, yeah. in reverse. All right. In your mouth. <laughs> Wait! Oh my God! <laughs> Oops! Hashtag. Oh God! I thought you said and your mom, and then I realized what you in actually in your mouth. In your mouth. Oh my God! I want. Uh, I'm turning this off. Yeah, yeah turn it off. It's over. 